Hello, and welcome to the Pretty Pixels podcast. I am one of your hosts, Joey Crunwell, here today with Fatality, Ron Kluinski. <laughs> I don't know. I should have come up with better names. Flawless victory. <laughs> and Babality, <laughs> Paul Groskopf. <laughs> Too bad you must die. <laughs> After that intro, I deserve it. I should have I come up with something. <laughs> with Noob Sabot, um, or Cybot, I'm not sure. Cybot, probably, right? Mm-hmm. I used to say Sabot, or, or Sabot. Yeah, Noob Sabot. Sabot. Yeah, noob Sabot. Sabot. It's, Cybot. it's probably Sabot, right? Well, I the, don't know. In the newer ones, they say Sabot, but I know maybe the older ones, it was Sabot. I think it's, I think it's always been Sabot. Oh, okay. It's, it sounds cool. Sabot. Noob Sabot sounds dumb. There are but... cyborgs and Cybots. Cybots. <laughs> but uh, as, as you may or may not be able to tell this week we're talking about mortal Kombat. i think that's how i planned on starting it i was going to start with like pretty pixels (laughs) um i looked into getting the music just having that opening mortal Kombat yell for the opening of the podcast but i'm almost positive i would have to license it there's a lot of weird info out there about like well if you lose use less than 30 seconds or something which is not true um so i didn't want to get sued or you know taken down so We'll just stick with really terrible. We'll just we'll just do it ourselves. Ready? You do the yeah. Mortal Kombat, and I'll do the. All right. Mortal Kombat. <laughs> okay, it's it's, 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 too much. it's really hard to do when there's a delay. <laughs> it's a banger, though. Jacqueline was jamming, yeah, <laughs> next to the TV oh. when we were watching. The filmmakers of Mortal Kombat 1 thought so because that song is all over the place in that movie. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that. (laughs) Our main course this week is, of course, Mortal Kombat and Mortal Kombat Annihilation. So we're doing another fun video game movie episode. Um, Before we get there, we have some news items to discuss. And then, of course, what we've been playing. Um, In terms of news, I thought there wasn't anything like incredible, um, you know, mind blowing this this week. E3 has announced that they're going to once again be a digital event. Um, after several major tech companies pulled out of the consumer electronics show over health concerns from COVID, it seems like the ESA is like, let's not risk a bunch of people pulling out of the summer show. So they're going to be digital again. Um, this is from Poly- uh, an article on Polygon. And I... I don't know. I see a lot of people, of course, talking about like, well, it's over. E3 is done. But I feel like that narrative has been going on for like 10 years. And I just don't I'm not really sure I get it. You know, how do you guys feel about this? Is this a big deal to you? Do you are you are you grieving E3? No, no. I mean, E3 (laughs) E3 has always been digital for me, so I'm not too bothered by it. And yeah, as you say, it just seems like a a slow news day, sort of like E3 is dead, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, no. I I think the fact that like since like a lot of like companies have like pulled out of E3 and started doing their own thing, it's sort of like it's not necessary anymore, almost. And like it's starting to show more and more. Um but they're still going to do it because there's still money to be made out of it. So, you know, but it's, it's not nearly what it was like 10 years ago. 
when it was like that was the place where things got announced especially too like after things would get like leaked way beforehand yeah. uh that doesn't help either um I mean, yeah you get to see a trailer instead of you know just or you know instead of getting the shock of you get actually get to see a trailer too but you know all that wind is now gone from your sails and now it's just like all right well here's the thing you found out about 24 hours ago enjoy it's i, I like i would i thought that e3 had announced that they were or the esa had announced that e3 was over though because the way that people were talking about it on social media was like talking about it like oh i never got to go or like i'm so sad that the last time i went was this i'm never gonna get to go again um but that doesn't seem to be the case and like you said ron there's still money involved like i and and so many people i hear so many conflicted things because people are like i love e3 but then every year i hear i hate e3 like i hear so many conflicting things where it's like people hate e3 because you know, like you said, people are pulling out of it. And there was the whole, in terms of journalism, I still see a lot of journalists who are really angry about their personal data being leaked, which and they should have every right to be totally yeah. fair. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but it does seem to, to maybe have colored the reporting that has happened on it, because I see a lot of the reporters with that's the narrative that's coming from them is like, E3 is not relevant anymore. E3 needs to die. And I was like, I'm not hearing that from gamers. Like gamers still seem to love E3 and love the spectacle of it and the the pageantry of it. But maybe that's being replaced with the Game Awards, unfortunately, which like we said, I would be fine with. If that's what yeah. you were going to make the Game Awards about is like spectacle, then that's fine. Just change it to something else. The game celebrations well, or the game. Even like pre-COVID, e3 like the spectacle wasn't there anymore you know it was still just like it was just a stage show and here's a clip you know sort of thing and then they you know wheel some people out on stage and then that was it it's not like you know the xbox 360 or was it 360 where they had everybody in the the suicide cloaks and lit up or was that xbox one announcement what kind of cult shit (laughs) when they gave everybody those cloaks and they had them like had those like synchronized like wands that were like color or whatever. Do you not I remember, don't remember that? that? Oh god, that sounds so weird though. <laughs> um, I remember the Sony one where they had a bunch of they had like a weird musical performance, which a bunch of bunch of like they were like shuffling reporters from like tent to tent, and like there was a bunch of like interpretive dance or something like that. There's some there's some there's still some weird you know stuff that was going on, but I guess yeah, maybe the ESA just needs to figure out a more consistent like tone for the show, you know, going forward. And maybe this, maybe having another year off will allow them to do that. I'm not, I'm not giving up on it. I don't think they're going to, they're going to go, it's going to go away anytime soon, but I think it was, it was the year that they announced the Xbox one, but yeah, they had everybody like on the, on the floor, like everybody who was on the floor got like these cloaks and they had to all wear them. And Yeah. I'm trying to find pictures of it. So they put a curse on the Xbox One, and that's why the Xbox One failed. The X-Bone. It it looked a lot like that scene from the end of Rise of Skywalker where all the hooded men are by Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then Phil Spencer tried to kill Daisy Ridley and use her body to give him eternal life. (laughs) You are my son. No, I'm Phil Spencer. <laughs> Microsoft Game Studio. Um, 
so another another article that came out and this one I was so I was sort of confused by because I kept seeing I saw that Mar- Mario Kart 9 was trending on Twitter and I was like okay well I don't know what that means because a lot of times when something's trending I click on it and it's just a lot of people tweeting about like why is this trending um but in this case I clicked on it and there was an art there were several articles being reported by IGN and Game Informer and everyone else that Mario Kart 9 is in development and quote unquote comes with a new twist. And so I tracked down the source and it's a video game analyst, uh, Dr. Sirkin Toto, um, who's writing for gamesindustry.biz. That sounds and like it's they made were up. that's a made up name. Games Gamesindustry.biz. No, no the oh, name. <laughs> oh then Sirkin Toto. Um but yeah, they had an article about 2022 predictions. And one of his predictions was, quote, I'm aware Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is still selling very well on the Nintendo Switch, but Mario Kart 9 is an act of development and comes with a new twist and Nintendo could tease it this year. So part of me is like <laughs> citation needed. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what, like how do you know that it's an act of development? Um, he didn't say, like, I have a source or anything like that. But two things. Number one, no fucking doubt. Like, Mario <laughs> Kart is such... A, a huge selling franchise you did like i under yeah mario kart 8 <laughs> is selling very well but they're not sitting on it they're not like well never have to put out a new mario kart again <laughs> and the fact that it comes with a new twist every single fucking mario kart <laughs> game comes with a new twist why is this news everyone jumped on this like oh my god i can't believe it and the fucking sun is hot like what why is this what do you think the twist is what do you think the twist is going to be I, I don't know. Every single time I'm worried and I'm like, this is going to be dumb. And then I end up really liking it. So what if it's um, like a shopping simulator, Mario grocery cart nine. And yeah. You have to drive by like Mario trucking simulator. Aisles. It's like supermarket <laughs> sweep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm totally, I'd I'm, be like, I'm in. I'll buy, I'll, I'll buy I, that. I know. At first I'd be like, Mar- this isn't even a cart racer anymore. But then it's like Mario Kart. Yeah. Mario supermarket sweep. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm so in. That'd be amazing. Su- Super Mario supermarket shopping cart. Cheap. I was going to say Super Mario cheap, cheap. <laughs> no cheap no, cheap like no, a cheap like the no, little nope, little nope, fish that nope, fly nope, okay nope stop that. um stop that i i don't know what it would be like i don't want there to be the twist that i want it to be actually which i don't think is going to happen is for them to finally go all in go the smash brothers route and have it be nintendo cart you know what i mean have like they had link and animal crossing characters in and levels in the in the in eight deluxe but like give us everything give us like let me be link and zelda and ganon like you know all the nintendo properties let me be 17 different you know fire emblem characters i that would be i would love that and i want to drive a lexus and bmw presents yeah. That that was a weird crossover. That was such a weird tie-in. Like, yeah. what 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 was the point of that? And they're in there forever. They're like still in there. Like, oh really? They still? It's like a for, it, like a forever it came license. With the game, yeah. Oh geez. Yeah. Okay. Also, my question is: is if they go the Smash Brothers route, do they remove Waluigi as a possible driver in the game? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> he's gone. Wait, but ah. he's been in every Mario game. <laughs> Well, if we want all these other characters, we got to get rid of Waluigi. <laughs> they make him the guy who like waves the flag at the beginning. He's just like ah, oh, ah, eh, and then like you go. <laughs> is it all sad? 
<laughs> or he's an item. You pick him up in a box and you like throw him and he just like stomps at people with his little, you know, spindly legs. He's like, <laughs> like runs after them. Um, that's sad. But no, like. <laughs> s- s- <laughs> But imagine if they, if Nintendo, because Nintendo can do it. They did it with Smash Brothers. Imagine if they, like, at the same time, were also negotiating deals. Like, can we use your characters in Mario Kart? Mario Kart arguably would be a better. Well, I don't know. I'd have to look at the sales numbers. But like Mario Kart Eight, one of the like best-selling games of all time, it sold, if I remember correctly, over thirty million units. Like, I don't think it would be too hard to convince Capcom and Square to be like, can I have Pac-Man? Can I have? Solid snake. Well, the hard part with like Pac-Man is there was the Pac-Man racer. Remember Pac Racer? Everyone, yeah, everyone tries to do a racer and fails. So Nintendo's like, "Look, you tried. Good job. <laughs> Give us your character. <laughs> Give us your character. <laughs> we should be able to use them for free for you trying to rip us off." Exactly. Um, I, I don't think I don't honestly I don't think that would like have as much appeal because like as far as it going like a Smash Brothers, like everyone has like different move sets and stuff like that. Whereas in yeah. Mario Kart, it's just it's a skin at that point. You know what I mean? With some maybe slight attribute differences, but yeah, that's about it. So unless you get like it. Trevor from Grand Theft Auto five and you can steal yeah. other people's carts. <laughs> oh yeah. And then stomp their heads in. Yeah. <laughs> Wake up naked in a bathtub. Um, yeah, I, you're right. You're right. I like, I think, um, with Smash Brothers 2, it's so much more than just the fighter. They they put music, they put levels, they put, like, you know, stickers and everything. Like, they really pay tribute to the character. So, um, Smash Brothers has never really seen... Or uh, Mario Kart has never really seemed interested in doing that for their characters, which is fine. Um, because I feel like Smash Brothers is one part fighting game and one part gaming museum. Like, gaming history mm-hmm. lesson kind of thing. So... I guess that's a, a far fl- but like if there was a twist, that's what I would want it to be. At the very least, other Nintendo characters I think would be really cool. Probably not oh, gonna yes. happen. Probably not gonna happen. Just, so? what, probably... what do you think it's gonna be? Um, you can ride the courses backwards. Not just you can mirrored. already do that. You can no, you do a mirror. You can do a mirror. You can do them backwards. That'd be so boring. <laughs> or it's three characters in a car as opposed to two, like in Double Dash, and you just or it flips it upside down because it's a twist. Oh, uh, uh. oh man, I'm, I'm already mad. Um, but what else, Paul? You added a couple of articles here. Uh, can you walk us through these? Yeah, totally. So the first one that I added is a follow-up to the big Riot Games um, lawsuit settlement that we talked about. I think what was it last week or two weeks? It was ago? last week, I think. It was last week. Yeah. So on top of. Um, the uh, settlement, which you figured out the math on this, Ron, but it paid out like what, like $34,000? Some, yeah, like, 30000 something like that. Yeah, something like 2400 like, not, not that much in the grand scheme of things. Right, right. So not that much. So um, as a follow-up to that, um, Riot Games is now offering resignation bonuses to anyone who wants to quit um, basically this month. And it takes the form of a 
like a resignation bonus thing called uh, a Q dodge. This is something, by the way, as a brief um, aside, um, Riot is one of those annoying companies where like their their entire like business and company structure is framed around like video games. So the employees are called rioters and like, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, and they're like their mission statement. It's like, you know, we're drafting a team we're we're playing zones, AKA restructuring HR or whatever. And you're like, Oh God, you know, like, <laughs> like I imagine you go in and you're like, uh, yes, boss. I, um, I was actually, I wanted to get to, I was wondering if I can get a raise and they're like, say it. And you're like, ah. I'd like to level up. And they're like, okay, <laughs> now we can talk. No. <laughs> keep grinding. <laughs> yeah, keep grinding. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> You've been banned. Yeah, sorry. Um, But, uh, yeah, basically, they're offering this as a way for any employee who is not um, in agreement with some of the the changes they're planning on making um, based on, again, this whole experience with the lawsuit and everything to make a more inclusive workplace. Like anybody who's not down with that or whatever else can leave like again this month, like uh, and they'll leave with, I think, 25 percent of their annual salary and then a couple of months of subsidized insurance right. to help them find a job. So I, um, yeah, I, I have some, some thoughts on this, but I want to read to like, um, the big thing that they're saying is like, you know, this comes from like employees making a decision whether or not they want to go along with this plan for like restructuring. And I, I, I brought like a section of it that I wanted to read because I think it is so, I don't know. I think it is so shady and problematic and, and also like frustrating and, you know, obnoxiously written for the reasons we mentioned earlier. So I want to read this. Um, this is them talking about the changes they want to make and all the great work they've done, you know, along with this, the sort of lawsuit. Of course. Yeah. As we shared with rioters, our employees three years ago, riot was at the heart of what became a reckoning in our industry. We've come a very long way since then in our workplace, our processes, and our leadership, and we'll continue that work every day. While we're proud of how far we've come since 2018, it's important that we also take responsibility for our past. Given the ambitious goals we have for the future and the tens of millions of dollars we'd spend each year on lawyers to help resolve these cases money we'd rather pay to the women in the case and to invest in riot's future wow. yeah right right it became clear during these past several months that the best outcome for everyone would be to come to a final resolution so like for me i read this and like i'm like once again you know what a non-apology and like what a way to make a lawsuit you know filed against you seem like your idea as if like in that line especially we would have rather been paying lawyers we would have been wanting to pay these women but that's why they filed the lawsuit because you weren't going to do anything (laughs) right you they're literally making themselves into the victims they're like uh well, on all top- this money, these tens of millions we had to spend when we could have been using it for something better. On top like, of that, what? too, now they're going to use that money to pay shitty people even more to leave their company. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, that's well, that's what I wanted to ask you guys about. Because on one hand, I'm like, is this a way to like legitimately create a path for like toxic people in the workplace to leave, or is this, as you're suggesting, Ron, also like 
you're you're compensating or rewarding people who are bigots, right? Who like are seemingly ostensibly opposed to this kind of like inclusive workspace they're because building. Th- they're going to leave and then they're going to go to some other shitty company that'll keep paying them what they were making before. And now they have extra money on top of that because they're going to help them find other jobs too. So they can go be shitty, toxic people at another fucking company. Well, there's a third option though. What if the people who don't believe that riot is going to get better are the ones that take this package? Cause it says that like, you don't have to give any reason. It's just, if you quit for whatever reason you get the package. So like, the way that the article is written, this is from Kotaku, is such that that's what it's sort of talking about is like the people who aren't quote unquote on board with their vision of like diversion and inclu- in- inclusivity, um, a diversity and inclusion. <laughs> Diversion, I said. Yeah. Anyways, um, but I'm like, how many people who are at the company who look at this and they're like, this is not enough or like, yeah, I don't believe you. Because we had to sue you for millions well, of dollars. Well, especially, too, yeah, after I mean, that letter they just put out about how they'd rather be paying their female employees more well, instead of lawyers. Like, yeah. yeah I, guess, I guess you're right. Yeah. It's probably there's a lot of people like, I see right through that bullshit. But, but also, if, if that's their intention, they're only allowing people to do that through January. Like, so, like, right. you're not even giving them a chance to, like, see the company, like, commit to these things they're talking about. So you're, like, strong-arming people. You have your chance to leave, but if you don't, then it's, that's on you, you know. And also, like, so you're not willing to force those people out. Like, you can recognize that there are people in your company that probably don't, that shouldn't be there based on your own new vision of the company as being some, some you know, a company that's very diverse and safe and inclusive. And yet, you're like, well, I, we can't do anything. Like, we'll, we'll give well, them this the opportunity. Reason, the reason why is they would rather force people to quit than fire them because then they could fire, they could possibly have the they'll have the chance to file some sort of discrimination suit against them. But Even if they quit, yeah. If they, if, if they quit, point. they can't. But if they get fired, then, you know, they can come up with any myriad of reasons and be like, I was discriminated against because I'm a man with a penis. Like, you know, something along those lines. Well, and what kind of real choice is it to in the middle of a pandemic if you're living in California to like, yeah, quit your job if you're not happy with it? Well, it's like, no, I, I need the workplace to change because like it, I, I'm i kept here because like my livelihood depends on my job. So yeah. like rather than you saying, you know, we're going to do whatever we want. So if you want to leave, like here's a fourth of your annual pay good luck you know like if you have a family if you have like other stuff going on like that might not be an option so like and then on top of the the, the tenor of that entire letter which i didn't read it in its entirety because it's like 80 pages long <laughs> but like it's essentially we didn't do anything wrong like we came to this realization ourselves and like we've been kicking ass ever since and like this is just the end of yet another win for our company. And it's like, yeah, I don't know. It, I just think it's it's kind of gross myself. <laughs> well, it, it also allows them to put their hands up and say, well, it's not our responsibility. Like yeah. these people have to take the, the, the trash has to take itself out. We're not willing to make the and it's like, but that's the whole point of this whole thing is like you need to take better action at getting the people who are toxic and abusive out of your company and not just being like. Well, hey, if anyone wants to leave, it just seems like it seems so noncommittal and it seems like a like like many of the things that they we've seen from them, just a big show, like a big part of like you're saying, Paul, of like, look how good we've done. We did this. We did that. But it's like, what good does this really do? Like, 
what do you, are you going to use this in the future and say and like we like when we allowed all the abusers to leave and paid them for it like I, what what i don't know and i'll let you know for a fact uh, as someone who lives on a third floor the trash does not take itself out <laughs> so. the trash just says no thank you i'll, yes. I'll, I'll keep working here <laughs> um but on to another fun story yeah well 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 okay so we had we Bring had last... the bangers here paul i know i know i know i know i'm sorry i should have reordered these so we talked about them first maybe i don't know let's go back to mario kart but uh, we, we had talked um quite a bit about tabletop simulator um of all things you know uh, or not at one point i think it was in our last episode but it's mm-hmm. something we were interested in playing but i don't know anymore because um i guess uh yeah tabletop simulator is there there's been a, a massive sort of torrent of toxicity lately tied to um sort of its chat features and then also like discourse about the game itself and uh things have gotten so out of hand that uh, basically the the game shut down like its global chat function and um, what where this all sort of came out of was there was a player whose name and I will look this up right now um, she goes by Zell Allred and mm-hmm. she um, is a trans gay person who um, after. You know, writing in the chat, you know, describing herself as such, um, was banned from <laughs> the game. And then she goes on to sort of investigate um, what happened by talking to a lot of the moderators and eventually going on the game Discord, um, like official Discord. And it turns out that the phrases trans and gay were like automatically selected words for like banning users like right. so if you identify that way and i guess her encounters with the moderators were just like really really horrible and um i have a little snippet of one of her conversations that she screenshotted here um so let's see and this is from polygon yes yes and this is from polygon kotaku also picked up the story as well um Okay, why is it that I get kicked off for sharing that I'm gay or banned for asking if being gay is considered family friendly? Um, this is one of the moderators discussing sexuality has no place in global chat. Um, so uh, why, why not? Um, then they, they list um, like the, the fact that like it's a family friendly game. So then Zoe responds, so then it isn't considered family friendly then. Is gender considered inappropriate for chat too, like sharing I'm trans? The moderator, tabletop simulator is about playing tabletop games. No place to discuss sexuality, fetishes, politics. Keep that to your private lobbies or public chats where these things are the topic at hand. So like then she went on to the Discord and um got more or less the same kind of like defensive, like very sort of shitty responses. And then eventually um she was posting about it and uh Berserker Games, who I think is the dev 
on this mm-hmm. um they sent out a treat, tweet in response to sort of her talking about this we're like at first they're like we support lgbtq the lgbtq community we know gay people um gay people know our friends um some of them might even work for us we're not sure we're not sure because be we don't ask because it's yeah. not family friendly to talk yeah about ex- that stuff. exactly we have families okay so we don't talk about that and then eventually um the there is enough sort of um, hubbub about it that they um, sort of retracted that and made this big apology and then um, shut down global chat to investigate or something. And then in the interim, uh, people who are either, you know, um, bigots or people who are upset about this are going into the steam reviews for uh, tabletop sim and are, um in the reviews either upvoting the game and like rating it really highly to support the and, and writing a lot of like homophobic bigoted shit or are, are downvoting it intensely and sort of writing like against the, that sort of again moderating in that behavior so yeah as of now they've shut down global chat and uh yeah what what sort of happens next um you know we'll we'll, we'll have to see but i thought especially you know, given our discussions about a lot of these issues or toxicity and, you know, gaming culture more broadly. Uh, and also, uh, yeah, Tab's not here, but like sort of the, the sort of moderation of online aggression. I, th- I thought this would be maybe an interesting story for us to, to talk about. Like I get the, I understand the, like the idea of like auto kind of banning that stuff to like help just keep it off entirely. But that's also like, you know, turning a blind eye to it in general too doesn't like make you like oh i'm colorblind like that's not a that's not a solution sort of thing like you still need to be able to like talk about it in one way or another instead of being just like we can't discuss it at all sort of thing and and we shouldn't yeah it's wrong it's wrong to do that right the i don't think the problem is the rule because the rule as they point out in the article um, might be protecting from people using that in a negative way, using yeah. that as a slur, like saying, well, that's gay, you're gay, that kind of thing. Um, but that's not their response. Their response was, as you pointed out, Paul, I have a, the tweet from Zoe pulled up and they tweeted, uh, she tweeted, it's been a rough day. It's official. Berserk Games says it's fine to chat off topic. So Berserk says you can chat about off topic stuff. You don't always have to be talking about the game as long as it isn't, quote, offensive or disruptive. But sharing your gay or trans is inappropriate because the quote that Paul pulled, it's, quote, not a place to discuss sexuality, fetishes, politics. So you can talk about all other aspects of your identity, but for some reason, your sexuality and, and gender um, is is a fetish, is, se- is sexualized, is political. Why? Because you know what of I mean? homophobia. <laughs> yeah, right. Good. Well, because so the rule is bad for that reason. It like right. it, it 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 makes it inherently so that you can't share important aspects of your identity with other people. Mm-hmm. And as mm-hmm. Zoe says, you can't talk about queer games. You can't meet like other queer people on online. You know, it's it's a huge problem. Yeah, it just sucks. <laughs> Yeah, and and the response was so terrible. As someone who had a recent run-in with customer service, which wasn't obviously nearly as bad, but like, what 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 like repeated shitty responses? You know, because like the response should have been, "Oh shit, like this is a problem. You're making like a good point. We should change this." Instead, it's like, "Yeah, no, that's gross. Don't talk about that. Don't talk about that part of your identity." Um, right. 
Yeah, and they 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 took it down, like you said, Paul, because they're supposedly trying to figure it out. But their response was so fucking vile that I'm I'm having a hard time because it's clear that they just don't want you to talk about that, and not that like they're concerned with what we were talking about, which is like, well, but if someone brings it up, then that creates a situation where people might you know be abusive or toxic or something like that which that's that should be the thing you're concerned about you should be concerned with you can talk about this stuff if it gets toxic then we will need to moderate like if you respond to someone who says i'm trans in a not negative toxic way you'll be banned right. not let's make make sure that people don't talk about it because we don't want that to happen like just yeah their response was really was really shitty yeah no, so it it just sucked, and it was also again, it's just um, so interesting to see how like that that entire like shitty situation spills over into other you know spaces on the internet as well, and mm-hmm. like um the Discord, I'm sure, and and yeah, and and definitely yeah, like Steam as well, and uh, and it, well, and once again too, like if if the, the 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 moderation strategy is just to ban certain words it's like what kind of control do you really have especially when like discussions within this community are happening happening in spaces outside of like the game itself and like yeah much better i think to to to, to take more nuanced and proactive measures to like <laughs> you know make make uh yeah like i i think a, a more uh, effective you know community policing <laughs> you know system than the one that exists right now is what that game really needs but we'll see if they do it right this is why i value transparency so much with these companies like i want you to walk me through your actual thought process what you're thinking all these things not don't give me the company line um because i'm curious when they're saying like we're evaluating part of me the cynical part of me is thinking are they looking at okay well how many people are upvoting us and saying that you know they they have our backs and that we're a good product versus how many people are criticizing us let's do the math and say who we want to like not piss off more you know it's hard for me to not think that that's what's going on behind the scenes like don't give us the standard company line of you know we're trying to be better and we believe that queer people are people and all that stuff like i don't know yeah it rings it rings especially hollow well and like and two it's so interesting to watching other companies deal with this because riot who we just brought up they recently just um got rid of like the the team chat why not team chat like chatting across teams and um league and yeah and once again their solution is just like temporary maybe as it is here Mm -hmm. but like like just get rid of that chunk of it and it's like okay like i wonder I wonder if there are any more like sort of effective ways of approaching these issues that 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 companies have have used and and if not I feel like we're in we're in desperate need of of something something better than just like if there there's toxicity all we can do is just shut it down and shut everything down. Well, <laughs> if, if companies do have better ways of doing it, they must be doing them really well because they don't get talked about because right. they work. <laughs> right. The only right. time they didn't get talked about is when they don't work. So. Right. Well, I think that's one of the unfortunate things. I've said this before is that the sad thing is that I think the problem goes so much deeper in its culture. It's yeah. like cult it's like, you know, global culture, it's American culture, it's all these different cultures. Um they're it's the source of so much of the toxicity that 
it would be hard to really gate out all of those people. But so you're saying you're not, not a fan of multi multiculturalism. I see. Okay. That's that's, cool. that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> nice multiculturalism. I, I like all cultures, including toxic male culture. <laughs> um, like, you know, the, again, Some of my best I, friends I, I, are edge lords. Exactly. Yeah. No. Um, I, I just think that like you, you can, it's, it's no matter what you do, they're band-aids. Like, like I keep thinking of Twitch and how they do, they try and they're constantly implementing new features and, and supposedly trying different things to weed out all of the toxicity, but it keeps coming because you're not changing those people. You might punish them. Does that, you know, correct their behavior? Not really. Like the, the source of the toxicity is, the culture that makes that person a hateful person right. and a homophobic person or whatever, you know? So like it's, I think the sad reality is that there's only so much these companies can do, mm -hmm. but when they like don't even do the bare minimum, that's where I get really right. Like, well, well, and one easy takeaway from this is like, you know, more accountability for like moderators. Cause the, the ones that so talked to, and I didn't even read all the transcripts that she included, like, were horrible and handled the situation horribly. So at the bare minimum, like more, more accountability for the people like who help like, like users when like they're, they're seeking, you know, like help with a particular issue. Cause geez, ow. Yeah. Like it was just so terrible. And well, speaking of, I was going to say sorry, one more thing. It's like people are always going to find a new way to be shitty. Like you can yeah. ban one way and then they're going to find another way to get around all that, you know, all that stuff. So let's go Luigi. <laughs> okay it's quick sidetrack uh on a, a a local uh community page on facebook uh there was a sign that was posted at a local restaurant uh basically uh they were mad about um the uh indoor food like we're having to wear masks indoors and stuff like that so they decided to do takeout only uh so they can uh get away from the oppression of uh Lori lightfoot and all that stuff and they had uh let's go brandon on the bottom of the oh, thing, no. and they also had uh, FJB. They couldn't so say they couldn't say fuck Joe Biden because they're I was you know, say, worried about offending somebody. But everything God. but that. It's the most pathetic, like weird political thing. I, I would. I they're so concerned about what the snowflakes. Like I don't want to offend anyone. Like it's so fucking stupid. I say fuck Joe Biden, and I don't care. <laughs> Who gives a shit? <laughs> Um, anyway, that's besides the point. Let's talk speaking about speaking <laughs> of customer service failures. Oh, yeah, yes. Paul, you have a story about Sony support, I think. <laughs> I do. Yes. So is this our segue into what we've been playing or just uh, in, uh, it is indeed. Yes. Uh, yeah. So I have been playing Sony um, support line simulator uh, this past <laughs> week. Uh, long story short, I um have encountered out of nowhere, oh, this is so, the, get ready for a Pretty Pixels ghost story, a spooky tale. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, I one day I was I was just, uh, as I always do, um, was, was combing the PlayStation store looking for sweet deals, and I went to buy a game, and uh, were you my buying card... Those, were you buying those Bible games? Is that what you were trying to buy? 
I was looking for the guy game, the remastered <laughs> guy game. <laughs> As I often do, trying to get a good price on <laughs> it's usually only like five dollars, but I want it for you know twenty-five cents or less on the, the PlayStation store. It was released in twenty eighteen question mark. <laughs> oh. That's a that's a deep one. That was yeah. a deep one. Sorry. Anyway. But uh yeah, I was on there and I went to use my card and um and an error message came up and said unidentified error. And I'm like, that's weird. Uh but maybe I should just try it later or do something. So I looked into my card, every it works everywhere else, everything's fine. I tried a lot of different ways like i took it off my account i put it back on yada 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 still didn't work did some reddit searching found out that this is a weird error and listeners if this has happened to you please write in because um i would be very interested to hear how you got it resolved but basically i found out it was like this weird error and like people have not been able to fix it and there are people on reddit who were like this happened to me and i haven't bought a disc or i sorry i haven't bought a digital game for 20 years since then i was like wow this happened at the playstation one like this is crazy but uh, yeah anyways um so i called um the playstation support line last friday and waited a while Uh, eventually got somebody we tried a bunch of stuff none of it worked (laughs) she was very nice but none of it worked we were on there a while and then she was like um, oh, just wait 24 hours and I'm sure it'll fix itself. Um, it didn't. I waited 24 hours. Then I called and as it turns out, they are not open on the weekend. And I was like, oh, you Trixie, you know, <laughs> not, you really got me. So I, I really waited 72 hours. Um, that, that I can assure you, um, the 72 hours, uh, for whatever reason, didn't work. To well, fix you waited too visor. long. That was the problem. Oh, shit. Like, you had a very small window after that 24 hours to be able to do it. Nope, you messed up, Paul. Very famously, um, software issues on the PlayStation 5 only fix themselves within a magical 24-hour period. Um, And outside of that, you're fucked. And I was fucked, because then um, I called called back and uh, talked to another person who was also very nice, but I realized 10 minutes into our phone call that she was not going to be able to help me. <laughs> um, she she took like about 22 minute, like I'll be right back breaks. And then eventually was <laughs> like, nothing is wrong. Everything is correct. Your card looks fine in our system. What must have happened is like this weird thing with like, your bank and being able to determine like the specific location of a transaction. And by the way, this means that no card should work on your PlayStation five, even though I'd used my fiance's card on my PlayStation five and that one did work. So like then she is like, so it's impossible for any card to work on your PlayStation five. So you need to contact your bank and figure out what's happening there. And in the meantime, just use like PlayStation gift cards to buy stuff. So then I was like, okay, yikes. So I hung up. I have now resigned myself to believe that I will never be able to use my debit card on my PlayStation 5 again. But Ron, you were very, you know, wise and said that I should just go through PayPal. So that will that is exactly what I'll be doing now. Um, that's that's the easiest way to do it. But like I said, be careful if you ever have to do a chargeback. Um <laughs> PlayStation's a shitty fucking company as far as all that customer service comes. So 
I was uh, going to say, I think we all have bad customer service problems. We've, we've had bad customers. The people have been really nice. Like yes. the, the customer service people have been super nice, super helpful. Well, not helpful. They tried to be very helpful, yes. but it just seems like, you know, there and I and I it's frustrating too. This, I'm having this issue with Halo, but like when you look issues up, it seems like there's a ton of people with those questions and there's like nothing. There's mm-hmm. like Sony or Microsoft or whoever just won't even like address certain issues. And it's like, I don't know. Well, that was like the hard part with mine because I was, I, I got charged for a game twice and didn't get it. And like, you can't call for that. Like they, there's no, there's no customer support for those calls. That yeah. sort of thing. There's only the chat and Obviously, they told me like, oh, no, you should be fine. Do a chargeback. And I did a chargeback and I got banned because Sony lost their money. Uh, And then PayPal ended up refunding me all of the money and like giving me the money to pay the bounty from Sony to get my account unbanned. And then at the end of the year, I still ended up getting a refund from Sony. Like, here's (laughs) here's the money. Here's some money that you paid. I don't know what from what. So I ended up getting the game for free and then some. So all right, cool. Um, yeah. Thanks, PayPal. Did they? Did Sony slide it in like a greasy envelope underneath your door? <laughs> no, it was just a, it was a fancy email. Like here's some money for a refund like, from something. I don't know what it's from, but here it is. Like, okay, this is what I was trying to fucking contact you about for fucking three goddamn days, and you didn't. Whatever. Anyway. What else have you been playing? You're not, you're not mad about that. <laughs> no, you're not right? at all. What else have you been playing, Paul? <laughs> yeah, so I, along with that, um, I have Also, been... what game What game did you buy? Yeah, what were you trying to buy? Your... Well, okay, so I was trying to buy um, Persona 5 um, Royal Edition. Yeah. Yeah, and I got it. I got it because that was the... <laughs> we I, When I used Jacqueline's card to test it, that was the game we ended up getting. So I yeah. now... I, yeah, the story does he have bought a it happy... on accident. Yeah, <laughs> Let's just try exactly. it. It's not going to work. Let's just try this. It's the first thing well, that yeah, popped yeah. up. No. Yeah. Well, no, this game... Well, the story is a happy ending because Joey mentioned it was on sale for 60% off. And th- that was what kind of sparked me. Go, oh, better head over. And then, yeah, um, even though, yeah, they never fixed my problem, we still we still got that, that sweet discount on Persona 5. It was only 20 bucks. Um, and usually the Royal Edition is pretty pretty costly so oh, yeah. what is what a sweet deal so yeah i was very pleased with that um that that all worked but apparently it was also the game that broke my debit card forever in the playstation store <laughs> uh, they, the joker went into my cards palace and really uh, yeah just just an off chance did you try contacting your bank just to see yeah it was fine Okay. And they were like nothing. They were like nothing's wrong, and they were okay. like you know, they were. Then they were like, yeah, all your other charges look good, and everything was great. And I was like, I figured that was the case because like, if this was true, wouldn't this cause like complications across like all like a bunch of my other purchases? Like I, I don't right. get it. I I just yeah. think it's weird. Yeah. I had I was mentioning too. I thought when you said it, I thought I had had the same problem with Sony, but it wasn't Sony. It was Amazon. I went to go try to rent a movie. When my family was up and I went and I tried to use my default payment, my default debit card. I know there's money there. Uh, And it said there was a problem with your purchase. It didn't tell me what the problem was. It didn't say that you don't have funds or anything like that. It just said there was a problem with your purchase, with your payment. 
um, please try another source. And so I'm like, oh, well, that's weird. So I checked my bank. There was money in my account, of course. Uh, and it's a, like a $3 movie or something. So I was like, what? <laughs> Not like I have to have a ton of money in there. But there was money in there. And so I'm like, well, I'll, let me try this other card that I know has money on it. I try it. It says, sorry, there's an error. And I'm like, let me try this other. I tried like three or four cards. And every single one was saying there's an error with your payment method. And I'm like, they all have money on them like what is the problem um so we ended up not being able to rent that movie i was able to rent mortal kombat just fine what, what movie were you trying to rent oh god i can't remember the name it was the it was a body swap movie with ryan reynolds and jason bateman, bateman? oh yeah yeah i can't remember i've watched that movie i can't remember what it's called yeah it's pretty funny there's some racist stuff in there but it's pretty funny <laughs> um I like those two characters, those two actors, so that was good. Anyway. But um, anyways, Paul, sorry. You know, I just yeah. really wanted to hear that you bought Persona 5. Yeah, Royal and I'm going to be playing it. It makes me happy. Yeah. I'm going to be playing it, getting the full Persona 5 experience. So yeah, I'll, more, more on that soon. Um, but uh, yeah, then I played some Mario Party, which is very fun. Mario Party rocks. I'm still encountering minigames I've never played before. I just... Mm-hmm. Um, I just did one where you're driving in a little lim- like a little convertible and you're punching boulders to get them out of the way of the car and driving forward. Oh yeah. yeah. I remember I, that one. That it's great. And I I hadn't done it before. And like what a what a gift, you know, all these months or mm-hmm. not all these months, but all these weeks later, you know, to still be discovering new stuff. And then playing a lot of Halo motherfucker. Um, yeah. which has been super great. I finally got to participate in the samurai challenge and I got the cool samurai armor and I'm so happy and everything has, is so wonderful and good in Halo land. So that's, that's what I've we been up played. To. Yeah. We should talk about that. We played, we've been playing a lot of that. We all four of us played our nice little pixels clan um, played for like 12 hours on Saturday. Yeah, that was, was. We did. Way longer than I anticipated on playing. <laughs> yeah, I like I woke up pretty early and Tab was like, "Let me know when you're ready." And I'm like, "I don't know what that means cuz I'm like I'm ready whenever." And they're like, "Well, let's play." It was like 10:30 in the morning. So then we sent out the message to you guys and I was like, "Well, they, they probably won't be able to play until later." But you guys job, jumped on like within an hour, I think, and It was like noon, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think there was a couple of food breaks in there, but we played until like 10:30, 11 p.m. Um, and we've been playing almost every day since, and I, there, I have some minor complaints, um, and mostly it's about their servers. So we've been having server issues when we try to join, particularly, I think the big team battles, but like, it just won't connect and it'll drop us. And then we think maybe it's us. So we reboot our systems or we disconnect and reconnect. It's not that it's their servers, but it's like, tell us that it's the server then tell us that it's full or that the server timed out like don't be like unable to join unable to join what does that mean um and then the other thing is like yesterday i had something happen that was super annoying so we all bought the battle pass and so we're like making our way through it um tab bought the fancy one that gives you like a bunch of levels so they're like level 4000 or something um lucky son of a bitch but they finished they finished it Oh my god, did they? Oh really? Yeah, Damn. 100. Jeez. They hit 100. Damn. Um we are all little schlubs, so we're like down like level 30 something, 40 something. Like I don't that. even think I'm done. I think I just reached double digits not too long ago, so. But like I started realizing like okay, we need to like 
we need to use the XP boosts strategically. Like as soon as you get on, use it right away and then don't take breaks or anything like for that hour, just do as many activities. Cause I used to use it and just not think about it. I'd be like, Oh, let me just apply it. But like, if you're going to use it, try to do your objectives, try to do your daily and weekly objectives because you get tons of points from them. So yesterday we started it. We started our, I started my boost and two of my objectives had to do with the free for all slayer. Um, which I'm becoming more of a fan of, but we we jumped in and I get really nervous because then it's there's no team. It's just me. You know what I mean? And I'm like, so this is all like, all up to me. And every time I played so far, I've been super nervous, but I've done really well. This match, I came in first. I had 23 kills. I only had like six deaths. And so I hit both objectives. One of them was get 2000 points in, 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 tech, in the free for all slayer. And the other one was get 10 kills. So I'm like, oh, with my double boost, I get both of those objectives. I get the daily objectives and I get all this other, all this other XP. It didn't count my results. It kicked me out of the match. And then it just said zero. Oh and it God. said, cannot show results. Try again later. So I looked up online, like, what is the solution? People were like, just restart your Xbox. So I restarted it. So then it pretended like I never even did that match. And But guess what? The timer for my boost was still going down. So I lost 15 minutes on oh. my boost. I didn't get credit for it at all. Um, so then we played a couple of other types of modes. And then we came back and I was like, let me try it again. Tried it again. Didn't count it. So... It's stuff like that, and I and Microsoft. That's that was my frustration earlier with Microsoft. Is like they have not addressed it. They haven't said we know about this issue, but like a ton of people have been having this issue. And like, I wouldn't be as annoyed if you don't pay for the battle pass. Like you pay for the battle pass, and then they gate all of this stuff. Like you pay for it. You pay for the opportunity to get this stuff. <laughs> you pay for the the opportunity to work hard to get stuff, which is kind of ridiculous in and of itself, but. I paid for it and then you're going to keep me from it. And like, I'm wasting, you know, it's, it was a stupid thing to be frustrated. Don't worry. You could buy another, you can buy more XP boosts if you want though, Joey. It's okay. That's true. You could just buy more. We should have bought the tab, um, battle Mm -hmm. pass package. Cause that rocked. (laughs) I I couldn't justify spending that extra amount of money, but you can't upgrade. Yeah. They they could have had more of our money if they would let us upgrade. But we, Let's talk about modes that we like, because I think for me, Fiesta has become my favorite mode, like pretty clearly. What do you guys think? I'm in full agreement. I love. Fiesta. I I think I actually really love Tactical Slayer. Um, I love the fact that it puts everybody on an even playing field, uh, and it makes me feel good sometimes <laughs> when we don't get stomped. Uh, yeah, like there there were plenty of matches where it was like it was within three, like winning and losing, like. They were, they were really tight and like a lot of comebacks and all that stuff. We got that one spectacular that one time. That was really good. Uh, I like Fiesta a lot, except when you just get fucking shitty rolls. Like how many times I started out with a fucking goo gun and a fucking plasma pistol and like someone's coming at me with a spanker. I'm like, what am I going to do? Like, but no by matter. the way, Ron, you had that disruptor challenge, right? Did yeah. you know that that was fully automatic? That gun? I had no idea. I learned that today. There was a whole article written about it. <laughs> I, I I think I 
did yeah hmm. is that the pistol is that the, like the that's the little like yeah. the little i had never pistol, i had yeah. never held the trigger and there was a whole article written about like some player was like i just found out today after weeks of playing that this thing's automatic and a bunch of people were like no shit idiot but me and a bunch of other people were like what <laughs> yeah, but I, I i mean unless i don't know i'm trying to now now i can't remember if i've like been pumping the trigger on that or if i've just been holding it but I just know, like, you can just keep shooting somebody and it doesn't kill them. So it's like... It takes down their um, shields really fast and then, like, they just don't take damage <laughs> past the surface. Yeah, point. because it's, well, you're supposed to get kills with it. Like, how can you get a fucking kill with it? Like, I got to take down their shield with something else and then fucking dump a clip into them? Like, that's not fun. That's hard. Especially when you Maybe have a you shit could. gun as your second or, you know, other gun. So You could probably melee them, like melee them. And right. then I, them I, I, it specifically says disruptor kills, so I don't know if that oh, counts. That's right. Like melee them to take the shield down and then... Oh, but yeah. I don't feel yeah, like I can, I, I can I also have it. to get in close to somebody to be able to melee them to get their shield down yeah. and then try to kill them with the fucking disruptor. Yeah. Like, that's not going to happen. We should also explain what these modes are for anyone who hasn't played them. No. So in Fiesta, no. <laughs> no. In Fiesta, yeah, we'll just make shit up. In Fiesta, you get all blue shells. Um, in Fiesta, you load in with a random combination of weapons. So you might get like just a standard pistol and a standard assault rifle, or you might get a rocket launcher and like a boom hammer. Like a, a boom hammer yeah like you get some and so sometimes you load in with like shitty weapons like in theory if you know how to use them every weapon can be good but there are certain weapons that are just really hard like the plasma rifle i on in theory i hate i think it's because the bullets are so slippery kind of but they they do home a little bit Mm -hmm. and like if you can hit them with just like three vol three or four volleys still it takes their shields down quickly and they die so like if you if i don't know I, it can be good i got like three kills the other night in a row with it um but you normally want the weapons that you like the 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 band hammer the what we call it the band hammer um energy the, sword so the energy sword spanker, anything that's launcher, like yeah, yeah anything that's like usually like one hit one kill like that's the stuff yeah. you really want because that's the easiest way to get kills in that uh i well especially too um, considering you can't pick up other weapons unless they were dropped and the right. decay time on them is like super quick. It's like fifteen seconds before they're they're gone. So like, you can't rush back and like get your stuff that you lost. Like <laughs> you're, it's gone pretty much. So tactical slayer is when you have just the battle rifle. Um, that's the only weapon you have. The only weapon you can have. No grenades, uh, and no one has any shields, and there's no local radar. So it's mainly kind of a headshot. You know, you can kill someone with body shots, but you're going for headshots because it's a one-shot kill. Um, and so it's, it's yeah, it's a really fast-paced mode. And like you said, Ron, there are times when if you're hitting your headshots, you feel like a fucking superhero. Yeah. But when you're not, and I feel like we've encountered what we think are cheaters. Yes. And I, I looked it up and there's pretty wide reports that like cheating is a pretty active thing in Halo Infinite. But... There are times when we like I I didn't I was playing with Tab yesterday. I got meleeed from across the map. I have no idea. That's how I died from a melee. There was no one around me, and the camera connected to someone from the other side of the map. So I don't know how that happened. And in that mode in particular, I feel like, and maybe I'm just paranoid, but I feel like I get shot through walls more, or people know where I'm at. There's no um, radar. There's no radar, and so like I don't know how someone will just 
whip around a corner and headshot me within like I don't even I can't even register like I should be shooting. They're just it's like headshot, 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 headshot. So I, I'm a little bit suspicious of that mode, but um I do like it. It is fun when it's going going well. But I love Fiesta. I think that's my my favorite. Yeah, how many I times how many times did we say we were gonna un- uninstall the game while we were playing? Yeah, <laughs> right. Halo's yeah, the tactical slayer is the mode where you hear the most like ugh. Uh, you know, I hear the, the salty grunts of God damn it. Control, the controllers creaking from gripping them right. so hard. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's where my controller gets sweatiest during that mode. I think, I think oh, the, the magic of Fiesta is it makes dying kind of exciting sometimes. And mm-hmm. that you're like, you have that moment of like, well, fuck, I died, but oh shit. Like what weapons am I going to get next? And right. I think that is very cool. And I love how chaotic some of the moments in fiesta can be like when you have like four or five players who all have the uh, gravity hammer and you're all just yes. like ah! you know like that that's incredible and you don't get that mm-hmm. in any other mode and th- in that know? mode i realized that you can knock rockets away with the gravity yes. hammer. yes no yeah. clue you could do that and you said and, the the, melee weapons. and you said with the energy sword too you could do the same thing right someone I said, think so yeah. someone said that i can't remember but i'm pretty sure yeah um, no clue. Yeah, yesterday, Tab and I got fucking. Our team got wiped by this team because they got three energy swords. So it was on the um, the streets level, and so they were just doing circles around the streets with their swords. And you like come around the corner and just like, well, fucking dead. Because <laughs> I killed one of them, and I was like, yeah, I got. And we only we only thought there were two, and I killed one of them. I'm like, okay, there's only one more sword person, and I see two. I'm dead, so my camera is like watching them, and I see two. I'm like, God damn it. And then I see their third team member pick up the sword from the dead guy. I'm like, ah. And so they just kept it going. And like this, and we just got, we got total, oh totally fucking wiped. But well, well, Ron, you had a crazy run where you had like 20 kills with like one death or something. With a, yeah, I was like, the, uh, yeah, I got, I got really lucky. <laughs> yeah. That, when, when I'm, when I'm good, I'm good. When I'm bad, I'm bad. But I'm I'm loving it. I'm hoping to play more tonight. Uh, after maybe after this. So I don't know if anyone's interested, but I'm probably going to jump on for a little bit at least. Um, I have also been playing more Thirteen Sentinels Aegis Rim, which I still love. I'm I don't even know, maybe like fifteen hours in at this point. Uh, but I'm only like between like thirty and fifty percent done with each person's story. So that there are thirteen Sentinels, thirteen characters, and each one of them you have to go through these small scenes that tell both their story and the overall story and you can sort of choose to go through them like once you get to a certain point in the game you get to choose like do you want to go through this person's character and or this character's story and then you go through a little bit of their story and then it'll dump you back out and you can choose again Um, and then at a certain point you get gated because then you have to do some of the combat so this is not like an rpg like a persona where there's like dungeons and you are doing like story then dungeon story then dungeon it's like do as much of the story as you want or can and then do a bunch of combat or like sprinkle it in like however you want to do it um and i'm still in love with it i'm at that point where i'm like probably not even halfway through with the game but i'm like already looking up merch and there's like nothing out there i I, i'm so curious about how this game was received because i thought i remember hearing good things about it but Usually when a game is successful, there's like merch all over the place, but I'm not finding very much, uh, especially for my, my favorite character so far, Yuki. Yuki is Bay. Um, she's like a tough 
like there's a I can't remember the Japanese word for it, but um, she's like a tough Japanese schoolgirl. Um, and she's like, I don't, she's such a she's such a badass. I like her a lot. But uh, but yeah, I want like a, a Yuki, you know, figure or a Yuki mug or something like that. A T-shirt. I'm not not finding much out there. So that's kind of sad. Uh, and then I started Metroid Fusion and I'm a few hours into that. And I was thinking like, man, I'm probably only like 10% in, but I looked up on uh, howlongtobeat.com. I think this is the site. And it says that it's like five hours to beat and six hours or six and a half hours if you are a completionist. I hate that website because I feel like it's so inaccurate. There's no fucking way. <laughs> I'm like three hours in. There's no way that I'm halfway done. There's like 10 levels ahead of me. There's no fucking... And that <laughs> site is always wrong. Do you guys have that... I've never that, like experience I've with that site. Never even heard of this I've site. Never, I've never used What's it. What's it called? Oh, I think it's howlongtobeat.com. If you just Google like how long to beat a game, it'll usually pull up. It's like the top result. And a bunch of people go in and they report how long it took them to beat. And that's so that's what makes me think. But I hear gaming journalists and gaming commentators use it all the time. They'll be like, Well, this site says is this game's 15 hours to beat, but I feel like that game, that site is not a good standard for that because like who's reporting? Like it's probably the people who are avid gamers. Yeah. And cause well, I'm an avid gamer. Real gamers. Oh, that's yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing is it's probably speed runners and people yeah. who are like, you know, burning through these games because what I do is I look at the time with what any given game, I'll like, get ready to play it and I look up the time and then I add 30 to 40% and that's like the time that it'll usually take me to beat. And I'm like, I can't be alone in that, but, but you guys haven't used it. So I can't, can't gauge. Well, and even too, if it's different reviewers, reviewers play games super quickly just cause they have to right? like to keep up with like yeah. the schedule of, of games they're playing, which also like it, it, that makes me um wonder Jacqueline's been playing this game um it's called cozy grove and a lot of reviews are like even like reviews that are like praising it they they don't like it for the fact that it's like kind of a long paced game like a little bit like animal crossing where you do things every day and i was wondering just thinking about like game completion time and reviewers if there's almost like a frustration sometimes with certain kinds of games based on the schedule that most game reviewers have to keep if they're like yeah. reviewing things when they release so yeah your your comment just made me think of that but uh well, according yeah, yeah. to according to the site grand theft auto 3 takes 15 hours to complete the main story 21 hours to complete main and extra and 40 hours to do everything and i did all of it within i think 24 so huh but I think the same thing for Vice City. <laughs> Vice City says like 43 and I did all of it in 24. So yeah, it's a little off. So Well, especially because like you and you know the game well, like you know the mechanics, you know the missions, you've played them multiple times before mm -hmm. and it still took you longer than the site says. Right? No, 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 it took me less time than the site says. Oh, I, well, that's, I, I yeah, undercut see, the site by sense. a lot. But you're like oh, a yeah. GTA speedrunner too. Like you right. know so many tricks and you, you, you know the ins and outs. <laughs> I know enough. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> let's, not, yeah. let's not let's not inflate my ego. Um, <laughs> All right, Grandmaster GTA. <laughs> um, Ron shows up in full Shao Kahn attire. Yeah. <laughs> Next podcast. You suck. Yo. <laughs> anyway, yeah, let's let's get on to this. Let's let's Well hold hold on. Oh, God. So Metroid Fusion. Oh geez, I think you're still <laughs> now you were done. Um 
I, I am having a mixed reaction to it. I loved Super Metroid so much. I loved Metroid Dread. I loved um, Samus Returns. Metroid Fusion I love less in part because it has some of the control issues or, or mechanics issues that it, the Super Metroid had that I forgave because it was from the mid 90s you know what i mean um like wall jumping is really hard because you have to just like in super metroid when you touch the wall you don't hit jump again like every other wall jump in every other game you have to like wait a a split second to see the animation change for her foot to touch the wall and then you can wall jump so wall jumping is infuriatingly hard again um and i mean i do like the gameplay but it's one of the things that I, I liked about those other Metroid games is you can shoot in any direction. And in this one, it's you, you can only shoot at like angles, which is fine. That's that's understandable. But like some of the platforming is is not is difficult because like like when you jump, for example, if I start to jump and I let go of the jump button, I'll stop jumping. So like there's all this weird variable jumping. And like if I jump and grab onto a ledge it's really particular about well if you hit up and jump you won't jump off the ledge you'll just fall off for some reason but if you hit out and jump you'll jump off the ledge like you want to so it's like weird little things like that that just don't make it feel as like tight mechanically um but the pixel art is beautiful another thing i don't like so i'm not saying i hate this game i know i know i'm being really really negative um i do like it so far i'm still playing it i'm gonna beat it but like uh, the atmosphere, which is one of the things I love the most about those other three games, because they're like quiet and kind of creepy and eerie. This one, like, there's this like pumping music the whole time. It's like, dun, 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 dun. it's like, it's supposed to be more like tense and active, and I, that's not my, that's not the vibe that I'm looking for with a Metroid game. Um, but again, plenty to like. It's still a Metroid game, so it has a lot of the, the combat and the so far the exploration. I really like that. So. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't hate it. It's just a little bit of a shock to gonna, to kind of go back to something like that. So, um, but yes, now speaking of pumping music all the time, Mortal Kombat. Yeah, let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk about Mortal Kombat. Yeah, so we watched Mortal Kombat and Mortal Kombat Annihilation, regretfully. Um, <laughs> and we're going to talk about them. I guess we'll just go one by one. We'll probably have some crossover. Um, but the original Mortal Kombat was uh, released in August of 1995. It was directed by Paul W.S. Anderson, who became, I, I would say, probably more well-known or famous for directing the Resident Evil series of movies with Mila Jovovich, who, who he went on to marry. Um he also directed Event Horizon and Alien vs. Predator. So he, the Event Horizon, I think, is was a novel, but um, Alien vs. Predator, Resident Evil, Mortal Kombat are all adaptations of movies or, uh, or like not movies, sorry, um, other franchises basically. Um, and the story of the first Mortal Kombat movie was based on the story from mostly Mortal Kombat One, but also some Mortal Kombat Two was thrown in there. Uh, just some some quick facts about it, some statistics. The budget was $20 million, um, but it, it actually was a pretty big hit. It made $122.2 million at the box office and was number one for three weeks. Wow. Critically, 
maybe not quite so successful. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, it's sitting at a 4.8 out of 10, and Metacritic at a 60 out of 100. So not terrible, but not not great. Not I wouldn't say it was a well-regarded film in terms of criticism. Um, Roger Ebert said he was, quote, right in the middle on it. So, oh. Oh, really? Okay, that's yeah. surprising. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's not 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 bad. Um, it was somewhat controversially rated PG thirteen. So the video games are notoriously graphic, and in fact, like we've talked about before, they were the center of a discussion about violence in video games. They were shown to Congress, and people were like, "Look, you can rip a spine out of a game." And so they ended up being um partly responsible you might say for the esrb and how games were marketed and rated and there's an ad that i like to show my students i think i probably mentioned this before too it's a mortal Kombat ad where it's the arcade cabinet and there's two young boys probably like eight to ten years old playing it and like i think it's like kano and scorpion are like or sub-zero maybe are like leaning out of the cabinet and grabbing the kids by the shirts and like pulling them in. So um, the game was marketed to kids, but they claimed, no, 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 this game is not for kids. This is a game for adults. So uh, they got, they kind of got in trouble for that, for like marketing the game to kids. Um, But that was part of the, the decision, part of what went into the decision to, Uh, rate it pg-13 was that it was arguably cutting off their audience if they rated it r so it was a weird conflicting thing where they're like no 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 it's for adults because it's violent we know that because we don't want to get in trouble but ultimately really we we're we're meaning this for kids but um but that ended up being part of the criticism against the movie was that it wasn't violent enough (laughs) um it's this like big hollywood movie that for some reason is less violent than a video game uh but we can talk about that when we get into it so um let's just jump in what did you what did you guys think overall about the first mortal Kombat? this was your first viewing right ron regrettably yes (laughs) oh i thought i thought you had seen the first no i'd never seen either of them and um wow i could have really done without either of them. <laughs> i i saw it when i was a kid like pro- i don't i don't think i saw it in the theaters but i saw it probably as soon as it came to cable or blockbuster video or something like that um the thing that i remember leading up to the movie though was the the album um there was an album that was released the year before in 1994 called mortal Kombat: the album so we should mention the first mortal Kombat came out in 1992 and then mortal Kombat 2 came out in 1993 and they were huge hits they were big cultural like you know when you thought of video games at, at that time you thought of like street fighter and mortal Kombat and maybe mario um, but they were they were huge they were huge in the arcade um, the home versions came in 1984, you said? Yeah, it was a year after each one, respectively. Okay. So 93 and 94 for one and two. Yeah, and those those were huge. Um, and in 1994, this album was released, Mortal Kombat, the album, um, with the song Techno Syndrome, which actually was pretty big. Mortal Kombat, the album. I remember hearing that on B96's Friday Night Mix for like weeks in a row. <laughs> right, like, exactly. Yeah, and there, and and it started. Well, I don't know if it started. I can't say that with with authority, but like, it was a part of, and I think it was probably 
a big part of this like weird video game music renaissance kind of thing because then they had a remix of the tetris theme oh, yeah, that, remember that, yeah that tetris house mix yeah that that was a yeah fucking jam um i want to say they had a mario brothers one um i don't remember as well but the tetris one was huge i think they remixed the old pac-man song from the 70s like there were all these like video game maybe it was just chicago it might have just been like the it, chicago yeah it was, it was just a chicago house scene mostly like that was like yeah that was Chicago House, essentially. Um, yeah, it was really I'm leaving all these meows in Yeah, leave all those. Anyway. Yeah. I don't know where they're coming, but I'm leaving them in That's Frank. He's <laughs> being so extra cute. vocal. <laughs> Frank, Frank has Frank, Frank, zero Frank, Frank, love, Frank loves Chicago House. Um, <laughs> He's trying to correct us. He's like, actually, it was not. It was a Legend of Zelda remix. It wasn't Mario. Um, but no, I remember this song well before the movie came out. And the movie opens with that song. Like the the fucking movie starts with Mortal Kombat. And then it shows up throughout the movie. So like I think and when the movie came out, um, they came out with a soundtrack. So there were two different there was Mortal Kombat the album and then there was Mortal Kombat the official soundtrack to the movie. Which I must say and that soundtrack is fucking banging. There's a KF KMFDM, like Typo Negative, that, Napalm Death, yeah. like Orbital, Tracy Lords. It's yeah. legitimately amazing in a movie that has a lot of problems. <laughs> yeah, that, that is the soundtrack is not one of them. My God, <laughs> it was the first platinum EDM album in history. That's kind of surprising yeah. to me. But um, but the scream, the famous scream, the Mortal Kombat scream, was not even originally recorded for the song. It was from a commercial, the famous Mortal Monday commercial for Mortal Kombat Two. I think it was for Mortal Kombat Two, more- right? No, it was the that was the original that was the home release. Home release for the original. For the first game? one, yeah. Okay. Um they came out with this thing wherever like streets are empty and like newspapers blowing and stuff, and they're like, Where is I think it wasn't as like where's really? everyone? It's like Mortal Monday. Yeah, it was just like every like everyone's like walking the streets to like go to the store because it's Mortal Monday. Yeah. <laughs> um so that's that's where that scream came from. But like, man, they play that and they they play it in the second movie too so we'll get to that but like it like during fight scenes during the opening of the movie during during the credits like that movie that song was just all over the place like literally the new line cinema thing comes on and it immediately starts like there's no build up at right. all <laughs> and i'm i can't think of another movie that has a song like that that just they just lean into that heavily yeah, I'm thinking it's... of J- Jason X, um, Limp Bizkit, uh bodies hit the floor. No, that's that's um, uh, that's drowning pool. Don't confuse drowning pool. Limp oh, Bizkit, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Okay, sorry, drowning pool. But they play that song in that movie about like twenty times. Like it, it every. So anytime it, a body hits the floor. Yeah, every time a body hits the floor. Every time someone grabs a cup of coffee. Every time yeah. <laughs> someone opens a door. Yeah, it's 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 bananas. Yeah, but yeah, this this movie yeah it loves its main theme, and I do too. It, it was <laughs> it was it was welcome for the first eight times they did it at least. <laughs> All right, let's... yeah, I have to admit, every time I heard it, I was a little pumped. So. It, it, um, during the first movie yes second movie <laughs> where the a bit, second movie soundtracks yeah well the second movie the credits had great music 
but the, the, the actual well, that was the thing too is like like the soundtrack for the second movie is like all over like Rammstein, Megadeth, mm-hmm. um, um, another Future Sound of London, song, right? yeah, another K- yeah, KMFDM, like bunch of cool stuff in it, but they didn't use any of it. But they, yeah, see mm-hmm. them. Uh, Stabbing Westward was in it, but they used like these weird like just snippets of Stabbing Westward songs, which is yeah. kind of weird. Um, yeah. I saw a thing in the credits where um, I guess it, the title was like featured guitarist or whatever, and it was Buckethead for the first. Yes, movie. Bucket Buckethead. Oh, yeah, Buckethead yeah. played the um, guitar at the end credits, like at the very end of the end credits. Yeah, Buckethead's been doing like stuff like that for fucking years. So, hmm. um, yeah, the the soundtrack on the movie is great. Everything else, though. <laughs> uh, well, let's just start from the beginning of the movie. <laughs> the soul of your brother is mine. It's just fucking 60 miles an hour right out the gate. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to see a grown man beating the shit out of a 12 year old boy? In and the then beginning murder of him? Fun? Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, I don't know who these people are, but like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> what, a, what an opening. And and uh, granted i had a hard time following the story i don't i may i don't know why maybe it was the inconsistent writing the lack but like, thereof but like this so shang Tsung, the main villain who's taken from the games of course um killed Liu kang's brother in order to like manipulate him to join the tournament right yes that's 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 the that's the from what i gathered that is the plot yes so did he, like you said, did he just start there? Like, did he try no other, was he, was he ever like, hey, Liu Kang, would you be interested in joining this tournament? Or was he just like, you know what I'll do? Just to start, I'm just going to kill his brother and like make him have these terrible dreams, these visions, like, I have your brother. So like, well, you know what I mean? Apparently like, very dramatic. those monks were like, well, Liu Kang, this like fucking 30 year old brick shit house doesn't want to do it so we'll have our next best plan is to have this little boy <laughs> we couldn't find anybody else we need this little boy to beat up this like ancient sorcerer who you know has has consumed the souls of a thousand warriors i looked at it at the end of the movie by the way there are about eight warriors that showed up so okay. I don't know let, where that, let, that let number me, came from let me read more into this than probably was actually written so the reason he probably probably killed his brother was to get him to come fight for vengeance knowing yeah. that if he's fighting for vengeance he'll lose because he's specifically right. fighting the for to vengeance and if he loses then they get the control of earth realm or whatever i'm probably reading way more into it than what they actually wrote but that'd be my guess i don't know is that why when they're like, will can Sonya, a woman parentheses, beat Shang Sun and everyone in the movie just unanimously agreed, impossible? Can we talk for a brief second about the rampant sexism and misogyny oh, in, in both movies? Yeah, my lord, yeah. More so in the second one, I think. Yeah. Um, because the second one, Sonya gets into a girl fight. And I that's one of my biggest pet peeves in movies like this, where there's so few women warriors that you feel the need to do women, like, well, you know, this woman couldn't possibly fight someone on their own. She fights. Uh, I can't remember the I'm not I'm not looking at the right part of my notes yet, but they, they have the fight with one of the, the robot and the robot warriors. Um, I think that's supposed to be Cyrex. I think so, yeah. And it's her and Jax versus him. And then later, 
she fight she has she again she gets into a girl fight and it's like in the first movie at least she fights Kano by herself and, and, kills, a, him. and, a, and, a, and kills him yeah like pretty badass like I think the first movie had some redeeming stuff with regards to that but overall yeah I mean it's based on a game with you know one well the first game had just one female fighter so can we also talk about the creepy moment where Chris Lambert goes full jimmy woods announcer guy and is like talking about their weaknesses and he goes up to sonia's ear and is like as long as you can't ask for help from others you'll always fail and you're like you didn't just do that to johnny cage you fucking weirdo like that you might as well have grabbed moira's pigtails and you know <laughs> it was so and chris lambert just i i'm sure he's a great guy i like highlander i think it's a fun movie um what a creep <laughs> i just sorry. i just don't know why he had to sound like tom waits fucking doing this again he was just like that was just a terrible that was a terrible choice to pick i mean i think originally they wanted to get sean connery to do it but he had to turn it he turned it down for some reason i don't know there were several yeah, yeah sean, there were several big actors they asked yeah he did it and and according to i think it was wikipedia he was the highest paid like he was the biggest part of their budget um so he was supposedly a really cool dude like he they only could afford a certain number of like close-ups, but he was like, no, I'm into this. So he flew to Thailand with the cast to do um, for free to do like on onset uh, shots so that they didn't have to use a double. He paid for the rap party. So apparently he was a really cool dude about it, but his performance was also just weirdly inconsistent, especially with the second movie. Like he makes Raiden into this like, rapscallion you know what i mean like a little bit he's a little like squirrely makes he's making jokes and stuff like that and i'm like what i don't remember raiden being like that in the games which by the way the spelling i don't know if you guys have looked at it is like inconsistent yeah in the game it's r-a-i-d-e-n which is supposed to be raiden but like i think most players most american players at the time said raiden myself included and so you'll see it spelled r-a-y-d-e-n I think to like match the pronunciation. Um, and I think they say Raiden in the movie, don't they? They do they say Raiden. Raiden. Yeah. I, I think, um, I, I think there was also inconsistent like pr- pronunciations of it too, but yeah. regardless, but yeah, just, yeah, um, the characters, like the character change from the first movie to the second movie, like two completely, di- I mean, granted they're two completely different actors, um, right. but just like they didn't, they could have tried to keep, consistency with that too but they I, recast everybody for that second movie they, yeah, they re, like, yeah which is weird uh, i did it i did one of them one of my main problems with it was i mean i granted that is his fucking name it is lu kang uh but when fucking johnny just kept hey lu or just everybody just hey lu hey lu hey lu like that's annoyed the shit out of me that's true. He he's Liu Kang. Like he always has been Liu Kang. Like you don't like where yeah, um, which I thought he was good. Robin Shu is the actor. Uh, I thought he was really good in that role. Bridget Wilson played Sonya Blade. I had such a crush on Bridget Wilson from Last Action Hero, the mm. Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. If you've ever seen it, she plays his daughter in that, and she has a great scene where. Um, these like terrorists or whoever comes into come into the house and they're like holding her hostage. But you know they made a big deal about how 
Arnold Schwarzenegger's character like taught her how to fight. So she pretends like she's in peril. She's like screaming. So from the other room, that's all you hear is her like ah ah screaming. But she's like kicking their ass and like throwing them through tables and shit. <laughs> so I had a, a pretty big childhood crush on her. So I was super excited because I liked Sonya Blade from the games. Um, her acting performance left a little bit to be desired, but I did read that she refused to have a stunt double. So she did all of the fight scenes on her oh, own. She okay. dislocated her shoulder and popped it back set, into place and they popped it back into place. And then she kept going. So like, what a badass! Like, I think yeah. that's really cool. I'll, I'll just say like a lot of everybody's acting, uh, left a lot to be desired. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, do I have any, I mean, granted Johnny cage is like a shitty person as it is. Uh, but, I hated him even more <laughs> in this movie. Right. And he's supposed to be like one of the main good guys. Like I, I'm like, why are you trying to make him likable? Like even from the games, he was like not likable, like likable in the way that you like hate him. Yeah. But like, he's like, Oh, I just love to hate this guy, but I don't want him being one of my three main protagonists. Like the three warriors. I would not have chosen fucking Johnny Cage as one of them. <laughs> um, but the, the, the movie opens um, after the intro stuff with the with Shang Tsung. Um, there's a it cuts to Johnny Cage filming a movie, and that's like his character's intro. And when it cuts to the director, it looks like Steven Spielberg. Like yeah, I was like, does, wow. Yeah. There's like fun un, fact unashamedly. They know they tried to get Steven Spielberg, but he had to turn I, it down whoa! due to. Uh, other was, other things yeah i was getting to that oh. yeah like he wasn't not that they tried supposedly he agreed to it because he was such a fan yeah. of the video games Whoa. so he agreed to a cameo but he was filming probably some good movie at the time <laughs> um and so he he couldn't do it because of scheduling conflicts but he w- can you imagine if they would have gotten that cameo holy yeah. shit can you imagine if they're like while you're here and we have like you set up in a director's chair and there's like a crew could you just direct the movie for us mr spielberg <laughs> well be- yeah that would have actually because paul um paul ws anderson who directed was not he was still a new director and he had never directed fighting scenes so one of the things i was reading was that he kept trying to do all of the fighting scenes as long shots to get the whole all of the action because he thought, well, I'll get some of these you know long shots and we'll, then we'll start piecing them together. But the actors were exhausted yeah. because then they actually have to keep fighting. So it was actually um, Robin Shu, the character, the actor who played Liu Kang, that said, "Hey, because he had he had filmed some action films before." He said, "Hey." Why don't you do close-ups? Like, if you do, like, a couple of long shots and then you just do close-ups of the fighting, we can, you know, you can have much more dynamic scenes and we don't get exhausted because then we can just do, like, the short little... Having said that, I almost feel like they relied on that too much because there were a lot of parts of the fight scenes that were just quick cuts. Yeah. Uh, Especially in the second movie. But again, we'll, we'll get there. Well, and they also, to that point, though, there are shots where they're, like, throwing kicks where, like they look tired like the kicks they're so floppy like and you're like i don't know there um, there have been there are plenty of fight scenes where like you could see that like they misstepped or whatever and like they landed weird 
and like stumbled a little bit, but they kept the shot because they yeah. probably had done it so many times already. And that was probably yes. the best one that they had. Yeah. Well, and that's the, yeah. that's the problem with doing the long takes though, to your point, Joe, it's like, if you don't plan your shots, you know, stunt people are good, but they're people. So they're going to, if you're just shooting, you know, however long, like 60 takes of the entire fight sequence, like they're going to be fucking exhausted by the end. Yeah. And for a movie where mortal combat, the combat is key, you know, like that's that's not what you want they they could have i feel like they could have done it better though um you know do you think they did like 150 takes of the uh, goro nut punch scene (laughs) (laughs) they might have because another thing i was reading was that that like most animatronics kept fucking malfunctioning um and in fact in the one scene that they had originally had he was supposed to be Goro was supposed to be fighting someone and there were these little ponds, these like Asian inspired like ponds. They had to drain them because they were too worried about him falling over into the water and short circuiting. Um, But let's talk about Goro for a second. I was so disturbed. Like on the one hand, (laughs) he looked pretty good in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah. Except like some of the movements and that's where you really get into trouble with animatronics is movement. Like, the sculpting was was amazing, so realistic looking, um, but the movements looked jerky. So he, I'm like, oh, he looks so intimidating. And then he starts moving, and he's like, like weirdly. And I'm like, no, it's just like in Total Recall, um, some of the prosthetics and things in that like look really good, and then they start moving, and it's like, oh, it looks so fake. So I was impressed by Goro. If you just took a picture of him, I'm like, wow. That's awesome. This is, I can't believe this is 1994. And then he starts moving and I'm like, ooh, like it's 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 weird. It just it just looks fake and silly. Oh. And they were syncing his mouth, his voice performance as well. And it was very yeah. clear that it was like. <laughs> and it was all the- yeah, especially later, he's like, oh, he's like laughing or something. And I'm like, dude, it looks you can tell that person's just trying to sink it fun up. fact about goro the voice actor was the uh voice actor in clerks who did the narrator and played um the, the clerks animated series he was the narrator and he played uh um shit the other some other character too i can't remember yeah he's he using the dog woman no he was no he wasn't lando was he lando okay. no he might have been lando oh i was just he oh, might have been he might have been lando run out a funny line but yeah, um, he's in. He was in there. I knew. I knew his voice sounded familiar, but I couldn't figure it out. And then I. Well, that's up, awesome. Like, ah, it's that guy. Um, uh, though I will say, as weird as like some of the Goro stuff looked, I appreciated it, especially compared to some of the early CG work in oh, these God. movies. By oh, comparison, Lord. Reptile looked so fucking horrible. It looked like like Randall from <laughs> Monsters Inc. I <laughs> but yeah. like. I also oh, horribly rendered. Version. I need to also point mm-hmm. out that I hated that when like reptile like went into like <laughs> when he became human. It's like reptile do 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 do. Like really, you had to fucking say his name so everyone. Oh, that's who that guy is. Like oh, there's that. Especially yeah. looking at the trivia on the i on the on the IMDb, it says something like. If you listen closely, you can very softly hear someone say reptile. No, 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 no. It's not subtle at all. It's like reptile. Can I also say that entire sequence is so bananas? Like, like okay, so they're walking. Johnny Cage and, and Luke Kang are walking in like this like 
weird dark like path or whatever and all of a sudden Luke Kang's like oh shit something's there and he grabs this horrible CG yeah yeah uh, reptile was like yeah you know oh god it's so horrible and like they he beats it up or whatever and they kind of fight and then reptile is punched into like the chest cavity of what you think is like it's either a dead thing or like a statue it's unclear and then magically reptile becomes like a green ninja that Liu Kang can fight and then they fight forever and like you know like a new like song comes out like boom 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 and you're like okay sure beats him goes full oogie boogie and there's like bugs crawling out of him and he died like what the fuck I was so yeah. I was so like what where where why, is this coming from I want to know why the CG in the second movie was way worse than the first movie because they way used more, they used more of it they yeah. they got way too confident because um, they look even like in terms of the bad green screen work, which yeah. is there too. You can see their hair clipping all the time. Like one thing you can say about the first movie is they built a lot of sets. Like I was kind of mm-hmm. surprised by how many sets that they built. That second movie, though, they were like, fuck it. Who cares? <laughs> well, they built sets in the second movie, too. But in the first one, they, they shot both of them, a lot of it in Thailand. Yeah. But the second movie, you couldn't tell. Like, the sets looked so bad that you couldn't... Like, in the first movie, I was impressed. I was like, wow, you can tell they're filming, like, on location. This has a very, like, otherworldly kind of feeling. The second movie feel just felt so cheap. And, like you said, the green screen was so bad. The sky... Yes. You could see, yes. like, tearing and, like, yes. angling. It's like, what is going on there? It's so obviously fake. The perception was um, off, like, the like the, the scaling of perception. Like, when Goro falls off the, off, the, uh, off the ledge after Johnny Cage, like, throws him off. Like, he, he literally, like, does the thing, like, where they just, like, shrink him to mi- mimic yeah. him falling away. And, like, he does it at, like, a weird speed and a weird angle that's, like, you're not falling into the area that you just, like, they just showed. It looks like you're falling into the sky all of a sudden. Like... And let me point out that this movie, the first movie came out two years after Jurassic Park. And the second movie came out in what, 97 was it? Two years before The 97. Matrix. Yeah. And yeah, two years before The Matrix and four years before Lord of the Rings. Like, it's not, I, and I understand those are bigger movies. These are still, the for, the budget for the first movie was like 20 million. The budget for the second movie was like 30 million. These aren't tiny little indie films. You know what I mean? Like, and I, I understand context is key and cg was still in its like infancy arguably but why is as you said ron why did they were they like wow the cg in the first movie wasn't great let's put more of it and do a worse job in the second movie yeah needlessly so like they that the sky you're talking about that they like put in so roughly like they chose that for like the two most climactic moments of the movie the very beginning where everyone meets and then the entire ending fight sequence yeah yeah why why do that you know like if it looks so horrible you could have built a really you could have built a really cool set and they built a couple of really cool sets that they even used in the second movie but yeah for whatever reason they were like look at this and that's before we get to the an- animality transformations which maybe we should oh, hold that God. for but the one no, we, I, 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 i'm fine with just talking about these movies yeah okay like, is one because okay. okay good Sha- shao khan's transformation is it looks fucking nuts like the way yeah. his face yeah, stretches vertically and oh my god yeah i was so horrified and luke king <laughs> that was not a dragon 
Whatever he turned into was not a dragon. It was an abomination. <laughs> it's just like kill me. Like, oh, I, <laughs> like okay, and then like the first time, like you, like they meet Nightwolf. Like he meets Nightwolf, who's in the movie for all of like three minutes. Um, like what was it? It's my animality. Shut the fuck up. This is the. Oh, this is. I was so mad when he said that. I'm like, they're just. Why did you have to say the thing? They are, they, you know what I mean. I think that that's one of my main problems. One one of the many main problems I have with this movie is I, the, everything's just shoehorned in so hard. They yeah, said flawless victory so many goddamn times in the beginning how, in the first movie when yeah. when it wasn't a flawless victory. Like dude got hit. That's not a flawless victory. Like. Right. Not only that, Shang Tsung just loved the word fatal or no, no, finish him. Like everything, like, finish him, finish him, finish him, finish like, that sandwich. Yeah, finish it. He, <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not hungry anymore. Finish it. He he did have a great. We were talking about this before the show started. He did have a great way of like looking at camera with like his face fully up and was like, <laughs> for most of the movie, I I. And especially, you know, we can complain about about him and some of his his writing and performance choices, but compared to fucking Shao Kahn and Shao Kahn's dad in the second movie, like that guy was putting on an acting clinic. You know, my oh, my god. god. <laughs> and what's weird is he's a, like the guy who played Shao Kahn. He's an American actor who, for what? some reason, had a shitty like like he was like almost like he was. English was his second language and he spoke German. Like he had like a slight German accent for no fucking reason. Why? And it was Why? so inconsistent too. He had like yeah. show up sometimes and not other times. I had no idea. Yeah. I just thought he was like this like really buff Scandinavian dude who they were trying to you know, just like, wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I didn't know that. Do you think like the was, is the dad like European um, Shanak, he he is he is German. So do you think they cast him? It's like we can't cast anybody else, but what's his face? Like that is our that is our guy, right? Writer shown. So it's like everyone else pretend to have his German <laughs> accent. <laughs> oh, God. Um, Raid to go back to Raiden. He had this scene in the first movie where it's like. He was just so dramatic. He was so extra. Like when he first is telling them, he's telling them about like the tournament or whatever. I think it's when they're on the boat and he's like, come with me. And then he explodes into this electric ball that they show go up the stairs, which I thought was kind of funny. Like (laughs) you can literally like teleport. You could just disappear and go somewhere else. But he's like, come with me. And you see the little ball go up the stairs. You could just you can't and you can't just walk. You literally went like fifteen feet. Like, why are you being so dramatic? You know. And if you're gonna keep showing off your powers, why aren't you like helping us? You know, you're a fucking god of lightning and shit. Um, I was also super disappointed that Scorpion and Sub Zero in the f- first movie were like, you know, Merked slaves. So I think they call oh, them, and then they like killed so that quickly too. too. They were iconic characters. They were oh, the two most iconic characters of the first game. Sub Zero, especially, use the element that gives life. All you have to do to beat Sub Zero is throw a bucket at him, and like that becomes a harpoon that like yeah. impales him to death. Who knew? Wow. <laughs> yeah, that was really yeah, and it was they they just had no agency, and they tried to correct it in the second game by bringing them back for like um, a second. <laughs> <laughs> right, but 
it didn't it didn't really work i think a lot well, of people and also they, the the, they brought him back and then they bring him back for five minutes like they bring him back for one yeah. scene and then that's the that's the end that's it all right yeah. we're done like why why even why even do that at that point um yeah I also wanted to add about the the reptile fight um, with Reptile and Liu Kang. I actually thought the fight choreography was in that really scene was great. among the best that they. I ever think done. it's yeah. I think it's my favorite on, out of both movies. Like there's so much action where you can tell that both actors know what they're doing, and there's a lot of blows that look really real. Because of course, in both movies, there's a lot of the blows that are like you can tell they're just tapping each other, or like you know, just you know, the foot touches the chest a little bit, but like. In these two scenes, they were really seemingly kind of going at that was it. The, it was that was really probably the first take. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it might, they, might have been. They yeah. filmed that the first day; they were fresh. Um, yeah, and then the yeah the the tragedy of that fight or the success, depending on how you're watching these movies, is that it is just the most bizarrely framed, you know, fight in the movie. <laughs> um, I was really also mad at the uh, scorpion voiceovers constantly. Just the yeah, and it was the same one too over over and over again, and then when when he was up high, oh god, get down here! Like no, no, <laughs> you don't also, have to it... scream it every fucking time you say yeah. something. Was it kind of gross for you guys too that it just kind of poked out of the folds in his hand and just kind of hung out there? His like hand, his little... hand, Gina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so gross. And like it was living. I didn't remember that being a thing where it's like a little. Like no, a it's, creature. It's, it's just a spear. It's just a spear. It's just yeah, a spear. right. And then it smashes into the tree. So, like, what? This thing could, like, a tree is so hard that, like, this metal thing that pierces flash and whatever else just. Yeah, why did, the, why did the tree kill it? But yeah, going into someone's sternum, no problem whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what did was it was it the second movie i can't remember but he i think it was the second movie he kidnaps um shit does he kidnap sonya he kidnaps someone he kidnaps katana like, or something oh that's yeah. right it was katana and he's like suckers yeah. oh. <laughs> i almost vomited all over my living room when i heard that I forgot, like i forgot about that yeah he has so few lines and they were like Sucker. let's have him say suckers <laughs> because that's, mm. that's the thing a demon would say that's the thing a demon from yes. hell would say. <laughs> I, I think he also pointed at Liu Kang's chest to suggest that he had something on it. When he looked down, he caught his nose with his finger <laughs> before leaving. <laughs> Wait, before Pour my go. finger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and his fingers detaches and it's a little snake or whatever. <laughs> he farts. <laughs> um... We made um, Scorpion the Jar Jar of our movie for the kids, you know? They, they love this kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Also, I was reading in the first movie, they specifically avoided romance. Like, they were like, let's not, it just should be all about the fighting, no romance or whatever. But in the second movie, like, Katana and Liu Kang definitely have some romantic tension going on there. And I'm like, she's 10,000 years old. You know what I mean? Like... That's some cradle robbing. Isn't, I mean, isn't he a little young for you? Isn't yeah, little, yeah. But he's 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 the Bella to her Edward. You know that's the oh, that's true. That's yeah. their their love. So, but she also though she is hot. Like she like she was not in the first movie that much. Like she was one of the returning. I, right? Wasn't she? She's she was like one of the, one of the few returning, returning people. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, she had a much bigger part in the second one. Again, acting not great. Um, but another thing is like she's a she's ten thousand years old like 
what breaks the fiction of these games and movies is when you have characters like Raiden and like Katana who are supposed to be like gods essentially and then they're fighting Johnny Cage and he's like doing something to them what what <laughs> she's 10,000 years old no she should have just been kicking ass no one had thought to punch Goro in the balls before Johnny Cage yeah, I was gonna, yeah. no one's always been there before no one's punched him in the dick before so I know he's gigantic so like his balls are literally like right you know in line with where your shoulder is you know very uh, yeah. punchable but that's why all those other guys lost the fights is they couldn't stop looking they're like damn they're like they're right there what a pair yeah, <laughs> he has just like he has four arms he has like four. <laughs> it's it's like those little desk toys with the. Who's been reading my just... fan fictions? <laughs> it's why it hurts so bad, you know. Imagine getting punched in four balls at the same time. Speaking of balls, uh, what about those weird sex balls that they traveled in for just mere oh. hours? You could be across the globe. So, we go through the core of the earth. You would be squ- there's what? Well, also too, it's like Andrew pointed out. It's like in mere hours you could be here. So I gotta stand face to face with this person for fucking hours just to get to the other side of the globe. Fuck that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Also, I to- mean, well, not a bad unless you're al- okay. But- unless you're yeah, or or if you're raiding. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Also, way to write out your bad special effects where, like, it'll appear like you're not, it'll seem like you're not moving at all just so we can have these still shots of two people who are obviously just standing. (laughs) Oh, that's so bad. Um, To go back to the Goro fight, though, like, that was so. I understand the PG 13. I know there are people that defend it that are like, oh, but it's core audience. But it's like, so, but you're telling me that the core audience can play the violent games where they're ripping out spines and, like, tearing people's heads off but they can't watch gore in the movie because that the scene where like we're supposed to get the goro is just going through the line of humans or, or earth realm fighters they're just and hitting the gravel they're just yeah they're all just falling like fall 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 <laughs> fall fall like i what would have made that scene so awesome which they wouldn't have been able to pull it off at this point with the special effects is just a whole just series of Goro just tearing people apart, like ripping someone in half or twisting their head around. Or, or even like, just body parts like falling instead. Like people missing yeah. body parts falling. Like But with even with his animatronic, I thought it would have been so cool to have him like lifting people above his head yeah. and just like whoosh, like pulling them in half. And it would have like touched on the whole fatality thing, which they don't really again, other than like sub zero and like really kind of cheap. Oh they did know, no they they, PG-13 they did ways. they did uh they did Sonya's or a little kiss of death. Which was yeah. so dumb, was, right? Because that should have that should have caught her on fire. Because it was just yeah. dust she was, or like like uh, uh, flammable dust. Like mm-hmm. that would come back at her. <laughs> like, right, right. Also, the, the, oh, I just want to bring up during that fight. Um, why do the cyborg cyborgs look so fucking goofy? <sighs> Their suits were so fucking terrible. One of them, well, he, I can't remember. I had it in my notes, but like the yellow one just looked like Cyrex. a Transformers Bumblebee costume. Yeah. Is like I'm going trick or treating. I'm Bumblebee. Like, well, and there's it a looks scene so where, cheap. where Jax grabs one of them, and I don't know if you guys saw this. To me, it like was like, oh god, he grabs the back of his suit, and the hard like it's supposed to be like metal, like a robot, right? It bends. It's rubber. It just like completely bends. It looks like he's grabbing like a life jacket or yeah, something. Like, I saw it's that. like, oh god. You know, it, it yeah, it looks so bad. Um 
yeah, geez, yeah, <laughs> you know, whatever, yeah. I guess. But <laughs> that was a really cool move, though, in the in the second movie, which I was very sad that they replaced uh, Bridget Wilson as Sonya Blade. But there was a really cool move when Jax and Sonya were fighting one of the the robots, and Sonya like launches herself off of Jax's back and like flips in midair and then grabs the the back, like you're talking about the back of the it's supposed to be the the metal but it's like the uniform and she like grabs him and like flings him i thought that was pretty cool it was there were a few moves like yeah, that there, that there were, were there were things cool. that were pretty cool and there were a lot of things yeah. that weren't really cool whatever whatever they fit in on the first day ended up turning out really good yeah. and <laughs> anything involving the uh the weird um centaur guy <laughs> oh oh that, by the way I... uh motaro that was malibu from american gladiators just so you know what yes also was he in the games i don't yeah he's he's the, he's the one right before shao Kahn. oh wow I don't, Did you, I don't oh, oh you that. just weren't good at mortal kombat 2 so you never got to him apparently I get, never get, got there get good i didn't test my might um also <laughs> raiden i should have mentioned this when i was talking about him earlier he has this line which is the line that i thought like what is up with this character where in the first movie he's talking to the group and he's like, the fate of billions depends on you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He... Sorry. And he apologizes for it. Like what? I, yeah. What was that? <laughs> yeah. Why? He also, yeah. Yeah. I have that written down. I forgot about that. I was trying to remember the context of fate of the world. No, I laugh. And then like Joey does. Yeah. <laughs> in the second movie (laughs) during when we play halo if i like get like a kill where i'm like i feel like i was a little bit of a a stinker i'm like (laughs) you do the same laugh which is why i I was laughing (laughs) chris lambert's his move was (laughs) (laughs) but sorry you were gonna say ron sorry Uh, no i I was just gonna say like in the second movie just like his his like just the weird like lines that he has like when he meets Jack Schwartz, there's like, what's with your arms? Like, you're a fucking god, and that's the question you're going to ask him, what's with yeah. your arms? <laughs> your glowing-ass eyes. <laughs> yeah. Um, or, or, or he was, like, ogling Sonya and stuff, or, like, you look good, yeah. Or, like, well, he came back, and, yeah, he, he suddenly became, like, weird, creepy uncle. <laughs> Not He was already, but, like, it got, it got weird, where he's like, hey, I got even new weirder. hairdo. Even weirder. <laughs> and this cool vest. Um, yeah. yeah, he's he, he's going through the midlife crisis now and you know, now he's cool. He's trying to be like all the young kids. <laughs> Hello um, fellow kids. <laughs> <laughs> there was a point so they mostly tried to avoid romance in the first movie, but there was a point where Johnny Cage says to Liu Kang, who he I think perceives as like trying to flirt with Katana, he's like, "Would you forget that? She's she's 10,000 years old." And Liu Kang says, so what? And I was like, yeah, same. same. <laughs> As Aaliyah once saying, AJ, nothing but a number. You know what I mean? Like, oh, but we're bringing it back to cat girls here? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, what, we're, uh, that's where we're going. God, yeah, there's just... These movies are bad. They're not good. I can't believe they made as much money as they did, especially the first one. Like, the fact that it made $120 million. Yeah. Like, that's ridiculous. Like, and I would say it's fondly remembered. Like for a long time, it was listed as the number one, okay. like best adaptation. So yeah, that so that brings me to that the en- enemy list that I was talking about. Like I was like looking up video game movies, other things that we could do. Uh, number ten is Mortal Kombat on their on their top ten. Um, yeah, see, 
Uh, wow. But this this list just goes downhill after that because Double Dragon is number six. Oh. Wow. So. And these are best adaptations? These are best, yes. These are the, 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 This is their 10 best video game movies ever. No, yeah, I wanted, they don't. I wanted all. you to save it. Oh, well, so that we could guess well, what some of them are. I'll, I'll, I'll just tell you those two. But yeah, Mortal, Mortal okay. Kombat is number ten, and at least I mean, granted, it's the first one, not the second one. Um, so here's based. my. Oh, okay, go ahead. Sorry, Paul. Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, like, why we're 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 talking about them together? Um, do you guys have a favorite line from the the, the I, double feature? I forgot who said it. Uh, but it was just the line is like, I wouldn't want to combat you. I forgot who, who said it to who, but it's like, what? <laughs> I wouldn't want to combat you is meaning like, I don't uh, like a fight to the death or something. I don't know. I, I, I can't even remember the context. Honestly, the second movie, I kind of just like, I was watching it and like half on my phone at the same time and just taking notes here and there. And I said, some, someone said something shitty and. I had to stop because there was a lot of shitty things said. Um, either that or, the, or or Sonya's leftovers is mine. Uh, our leftovers are mine. Oh, at the end. man. Oh, I hated God. that so much. The reason, part of why I hated that is because everyone got their name. own fight. <laughs> everyone had, well, everyone had their own fight. And Sonya gets the leftovers. Yeah. What the fuck, man? That seemed so shitty. And it was fucking, um, and it was fucking Ermac, too. Right. Yeah. Because we can't have Sonya fighting, what is his name, well, Taro? Well, or even Shao Kahn, because he kills Johnny Cage in the beginning of the first movie. Like she has, so and she's like, I must have vengeance too. Just like, yeah, and yeah. She has the most motivation to fight him. Liu Kang's like, who the fuck's this guy? Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, she's totally set up to like fight him and be. She could have became a weird monster dragon, you know, demon thing instead yeah. of him. What the fuck, Joey? What's your favorite line in the two? Oh man! Um, well, suckers is up there. <laughs> uh, suckers. <laughs> uh, Never to be know. seen in the movie again. By the way, he kidnaps her, and then that's the last that we hear of him. Right? Yeah. Um, in terms of like, I can't think of. Like, okay, so I guess in terms of actual favorites, it's very cheesy. But when Sonya is fighting Kano um, at the end, because I didn't like him, you know, I fucking hated him. And so at the end, she like gets his, her legs around his neck and she's like putting pressure. And he's like, oh, please, please give me a break. And she says, OK. And then she snaps his neck. That's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I, I really enjoyed Kano's character because he was a really shitty person. Like he did really good at being a shitty person. What I didn't realize, this is something I found in the trivia, is his character in the game was meant to be Japanese-American. The actor, everyone thought he was doing an Australian accent. Mm-hmm. They thought he was Australian. He's not Australian. He's British, and he was trying to do a Cockney accent. Oh. <laughs> it's a weird clusterfuck, because then they ret- everyone they, liked it. They retconned yeah. the game. They retconned. He's Australian. Now he's Australian. Wow. That's the fucking... By a guy trying to do a Cockney <laughs> accent. Oh, my God. Um, That's so crazy. But yeah, I I did hate him, and um, I almost wish he was around longer because it was satisfactory to watch Sonya beat him. But like, you know, I wanted him to chew a little bit more scenery. But like, more kind of jokingly, as a as a quote, um, is well, where is it? I just lost it. Oh, um, Jax in the second movie when he gets his arms, he says, 
wish I had these babies back in high school. Because, like, do you, though? What would you have done with them in high school? You would just beat off more, you know, harder? Like, I don't know. Like, you, you couldn't play football. If you're thinking, like, I would play, like, football or something, and they would not allow you to play football. You'd be fucking breaking bones and shit. Are you going to get in a fight with someone and, like, literally, like, put them in the hospital? Like, he would only be able to do you think that people would not ostracize every day? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> going against dress code getting kicked out of school like i don't like i don't i didn't get that i was like i guess like i wish i was struck what with your regular arms you should have said that that guy's massive mm-hmm. yeah. you know what i mean like you his uh, lynn williams is the actor that guy's fucking massive he's so muscular i would have just been like i wish i had these muscular arms back in high school not cybernetic arms that i would have been made fun of and like ostracized for so <laughs> as a joke entry that's my favorite what, what about you ron I, I I already said mine. Uh, Paul's is oh. up next. Yes, mine was leftovers of mine, or the uh, yes. I wouldn't want to oh. combat you. I am imagining Jack's on a, a date in high school, and um, <laughs> his partner's like, "Oh, I love your weird metallic arms. It's the only reason I asked you out." <laughs> <laughs> Please make a make a make a bicep yeah. like. It's- Put, push him your muscles and yeah. he's like they don't move they're just there like, I can't, they're, like, they're, make they're, a muscle. they're just muscles that's it yeah hold hold my hand please oh crunch <laughs> <laughs> terrible terrible yeah um my my favorite line because it is terrible but it's hilarious it is it opens the second movie and um it's right when katana meets the reincarnated body of her mother who we don't know is katana's mother and in like one beat katana's like oh my god it's my mom you're still alive and she like responds <laughs> Uh, 10,000 like, years yeah, old 10,000 years old <laughs> she's like oh my god mom yeah, yeah oh my god mom and without missing a beat she's like too bad you must die <laughs> and like that, at her. <laughs> oh my god that lady um let's see uh i'm trying to find the actress um marjean holden is that right shiva yeah she was shiva or no she was uh sindel um, uh Vander. yeah she loved that role so much like she went through i think i think it said english was her second language but she went through like three months of training and i got that like it was bad but But it it was so the vibe was so good at the same time yeah Yeah. i mean she reminded me so much of um i'm forgetting the name because i didn't watch it that much but power rangers uh the main villain oh uh reader repulsa no that yeah that's power. No, like Powerpuff Girls. You said wait, Powerpuff Girls or Power oh, Rangers? Power, oh, Power, Power Rangers. Rangers. Oh, yeah. That was Re- Rita Repulsa. Yeah, Rita yes, Repulsa. Yeah. yeah, like her constant, like big maniacal grin and like cackling. Mm-hmm. Um, but she also had a little bit of an Elvira thing going on, which I oh, liked, she so. did. Yeah, and I like that she was basically the exact same age in appearance as her Darth, like, like the silver, the one yeah. silver streak to let you know. And they're only four years apart in real life. So yeah, that didn't, that didn't, uh, well, that's like, it didn't, that, didn't work out that's so like, well. you know, for, uh, 40,000 in, in, uh, in elder God years. Yes. <laughs> um, um, speaking of parents though, Shao Kahn's father, who I don't remember from the games, I'm sure he was probably in there somewhere. But it's been a while Chinook, since I played the Chinook's game. Chinook's from uh, uh, Mortal Kombat Four. 
That was his first appearance, okay. I believe. But gotcha. he, I don't think he is his father, though, in the game. I think that's... I think that's uh, movie magic. That that was weird. And when he first showed up, I was like, why does it look like Adam Sandler? Like an older <laughs> Adam Sandler. You know what I mean? Like, I was like expecting him to be like, shabba-de-doo. <laughs> Did you touch a Raiden's hiney? Like, it just I, it threw me off because he looks like a normal dude. He doesn't look like any of these other like mystical nether realm people. You know, it was it was very weird. Um, speaking of like characters, um, there, a lot of characters just showed up and then just died immediately. Like Shiva, like literally just like, all right, now it's my time to shine. And then just gets crushed by a cage and she's dead. Yeah. Uh, Or yeah, she's gets smushed immediately. Or you hear like, um, what's rain was like, I fought cabal and whoever on this, by the way, Shao Kahn, what a what a dick like he was like well did you make them beg for their lives he's like well i killed them so fast like no i didn't think of it and he's like well you're gonna die and just throws them into the fire for no reason i was like oh well i think he he makes some joke and then tells it again to make sure that the audience got it he's like i said it would never happen again (laughs) i love the fact that they like actually got him to use his sledgehammer uh, to like hit the thing to try to break open. I'm, I'm assuming that's the portal to the other world or whatever, but I really wish they would have had him bring it out during the fight, just pull it out of nowhere and hit Luke Kane with it. They already went so far with the fights as it was and like just the goofiness of the movie. They should have just done that just as a little like wink and a nod sort of like, yeah. Well, anything but the the animality is like, bring out the mallet, you know. Just do yeah, like just, five minutes of yeah, hammer him, time, you him, know. <laughs> him punching and then just bring out the sledgehammer for the one hit, and then like because they did so many other like weird moves. They did his little like spike thing that like nearly killed Raiden or killed Raiden or whatever. And uh, I, I speaking of spikes, yeah, like, they had the pit at the end of the. They first did have movie. the pit, yeah, but it was it wasn't level. the pit. Yeah, it wasn't really the pit. It was no. just a just in the a shape of the dragon. Spikes. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, so since we're talking about the second movie, let me go through some some basic stats about that. So it was released in 1987, as we mentioned, directed by John R. Leonetti, who was the cinematographer of the first movie and was mostly a cinematographer. He didn't direct another movie until The Butterfly Two, Butterfly Effect Two, in 2006. And then he didn't direct another movie until Annabelle in 2014. That was surprising. He did. He did Annabelle. The story of the second movie uh, is based on Mortal Kombat 3, which came out in 1995. The budget, as I said, was 30 million. It made 51.3 million. So not nearly the hit that the first movie was, but it made money. Um, the Rotten Tomato score is 4% <laughs> for the second movie. And the Metacritic is 11 out of 100. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah, that's not surprising. Not surprising at all. <laughs> These are bad movies. And the opening of the second movie is so dumb. Like, I felt yes. just, you know, we talked about, like, the the green screen and the sky. But, like, 
were they like let's just throw all the characters on screen like let's not go through like character introductions like we did with the first movie let's just be like well, because everyone was everyone are. was chomping at the bit like they knew they they had watched the first movie right before going to see that because they knew exactly that's what they shot thought. like yeah there's yeah. not a second except, which makes... except the shot with different actors you know well that i'm so glad you said that because that's what makes it such an alarming choice because like everyone's been recast and you're like johnny cage recast uh, sonia recast it's like oh my god yeah like and they even awkwardly used footage from the first movie and like a little recap ahead of the second mm-hmm. one but like artfully cut out like the scenes where they're walking where johnny cash um sorry uh johnny would be in like the the shot like he's just gone now oh yeah. yeah god um and and they did the thing in that they they do in some bad martial arts action films where everyone's just flipping like the all these ninjas just are like flipping on screen and like i'm like why are you doing you're wasting so much energy and i noticed throughout the movie people keep flipping and then i was looking at the a trivia on imdb and someone counted because apparently i wasn't the only one there are 54 flips in the movie <laughs> wow like, why i you know i feel like someone just played the game and they're like well every time they jump they flip so we should just have that in the movie. Can we just have everyone flipping and the actors are like, fucking no. <laughs> this is exhausting. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll say it again. I would rather watch another Uwe Bull movie than watch those two again. <laughs> <laughs> um, for Nightwolf, you mentioned him, Ron. Uh, they actually got an indigenous American yes. actor, Lightfoot, to play the offensive caricature of a... <laughs> an indigenous person so yeah at least they at did, least they did that step did they forget yeah. to film his scenes where like his trials end by the way because like he's <laughs> like you have three challenges and then Kang does like two of them and just bounces with jade <laughs> i wanted to, like a post-grad scene of nightwolf to be like Wait, are, where, where, did he where'd finish? You, where'd you go? Where, Lou? Yeah. Where you at, Lou? Lou yeah. well, I said three. Three challenges. You, yeah. you know, what, what happened? Is Jim Morrison Doors spirit journey in the desert. Oh, God. Yeah. And I love how they had to trick him. They're like, oh, we we tricked you. Ha, ha, ha. And it's like, you tricked him by being like, no, nah, I'm a good guy. Like, when they fought, and it was like, no, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. And he's like, oh, okay. That wow, that was hard. Yeah, I don't think you had to try that. Like, no. <laughs> you would have gave him a sandwich. Uh, you would have been like, "Oh, okay, cool." But then again, was was Sonya like jealous or racist later on when I think she I think with... she was jealous. Okay, or she Which was is weird. Because or she, why not maybe not jealous. jealous, but like mad because like she knew he had the hots for Katana. And like, why are you doing this when you like her sort of thing? Oh my god. I don't know. How how high school? <laughs> it's very high Don't school. you already have a girlfriend? <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> But that was that was bad. Um when Melina, uh the actress's Dana He was fighting so- Sonia, like I said, I was kind of annoyed because like, oh they have to have a girl fight or whatever. Um but when Sonia was like thrown, like landed on a rock that rock might be fake, but that looked hard. Yeah. Like it looked like she really hit that thing. Like her body and the way that the like her, rock, her bounce, the fake her, rock her bounce looked a little, little rough. Yeah, I was like, and also in the first movie, uh, again, I was reading the trivia, and it was like, um, surprisingly, with as many fight scenes as they had, there were very few injuries. It was like just a few like bad bruises and broken ribs. I'm like, what the fuck? 
broken ribs is not a serious injury. Like yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I feel like that would be that would be pretty bad. Well, isn't that Paul Anderson or whatever? Like, and one of the Resident Evil movies, like a stunt woman was like horribly burned and like had like almost died and ended up like oh, suing damn. him and shit. So like. Yeah, things things get worse, I guess. As as he went on making movies, he was he did not learn any of the 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 stunt person mistreatment lessons he could have off of Mortal Kombat. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah. Well, I was gonna say that Sonya fight scene too. So she 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 goes through all of that only for Jax to be like, "I like you in mud." <laughs> God damn it! Yeah. <laughs> and they're friends they're supposed to be friends and said like she, like i don't know i feel like in real life friendship she'd be like well now i'm going to murder you goodbye <laughs> you are clearly the yeah. villain but, of this i mean movie. when they, she found the river she did clean up nicely so not a speck of mud on her <laughs> who did her hair like i that when they cut to her i'm like what so you're like tied her up and put a dress on her and you're like you got a hairstylist to come in i'm like they lower hair out like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah so stupid what was also what was up with that because he was like in the first movie he's like my beautiful sonia and you think like is his plan gonna be to like like marry her or something but no that's he, what i thought he, but no he was like i want to fight her because obviously she can't beat me which like once again jesus christ well, if I, yeah he's like if i ask to touch her boobs i know she's gonna say no but if we fight <laughs> Yeah, like I'll get the brush up against them a little bit. (laughs) Oops, gotcha. Oops, (laughs) did it again. Um, to go back to something that you were talking about, Ron, I'm looking at my notes for the second movie, and you were talking about how annoyed you were at how they just kept forcing these like things that like the the mortal mortal combat or like fatality. One of the fucking dumbest I thought was at the very end of the second movie where two of like the elder gods come down and one of them says the fate of the universe shall be decided as it should be in and you hear him say you you hear the actor say mortal combat but over that is shouted mortal combat hey that's like, the name what? of the movie <laughs> <laughs> like was it not epic enough he was just like in mortal combat and they were like no 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 we need it to be like the giant of like the mortal combat so it's like just one or the other you know why is it why do i i feel like that guy's disappointed he's like I, here's my big line like should be as it should be in more oh you know okay just go ahead like it was so weird yeah also, they, why did no go ahead good i was gonna say why did they care at the end of the movie and not in the middle of the movie when raiden was like they broke the rules they yeah. hit cheaters well, and they're like you we know don't. <laughs> yeah and the gods were like we can't do anything and then they're like okay fine <laughs> kids acting up we saw raiden's cool haircut and <laughs> well he might have had a point he looks pretty cool oh god <laughs> this sugar ray looking ass what why Derek didn't fucking make any and he comes back i mean he looks like he plays bass in a late 90s alternative band like my favorite raiden song is down <laughs> why did i oh, got a new haircut Really? Yeah, what really, what was seriously the point of that? Like, why? I, and, and on top of that, too, it was blonde. It was no longer gray. Like, right. <laughs> he started talking about how sexy, like, some of the yeah. girls were. And he should have come in with, like, a Sugar Ray song. Like, <laughs> on the surfboard or something. No, I, I, yeah. I, I'm picturing more, like, Sting's, like, brand new day era Sting. <laughs> like, that light 90s Sting. A really bad Sting. 
Oh boy! I need to say, like, whips out his whips out his wallet chain <laughs> and like flings it to somebody's like, "Get over here!" <laughs> oh, okay, we God. we need to stop talking about these movies. They're bad. Let's go, let's go, let's, let's go through this list here. All right. So, um, the big fight with Sonya, Raiden, Jax, and Shiva was super anticlimactic. I, I thought that was going to be a big throw. There was so much that was, there like, was so much that was anticlimactic. It was like literally yeah. just like it 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 they they bring them on and then it's over. And like, like I said with Shiva, like they just fucking murk her. Like, okay. Yeah. Or, or later on when, uh, Jay's like, oh, I tricked you guys. And then mm-hmm. like Sindel's doing like the little spin thing and everyone's just like watching her and she's like, all right, this is my time to leave. And she just yeah. slinks away. Like, <laughs> really? <laughs> she's just spinning around in a circle. Like what? No one. She didn't have another quarter. She couldn't. <laughs> she couldn't keep playing. <laughs> I will say though that one of the things I did think was that in a way this almost sort of foreshadowed what video game f- or fighting video game stories would become. Because early on, fighting games for the stories, you'd pick a character, and that character is the one you follow, and they go through the tournament, and whether it's Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, or whatever soul caliber and they win the tournament whatever it is but now the way that a lot of fighting game stories happen is the game puts you in the role of different fighters because it has a story like these movies um and you basically just like well now you're going to be sonya because we need to follow her story for a little bit and now you're going to be Liu kang and not that i'm giving this movie these movies credit for that but i almost wonder if fighting game studios were like we can't keep doing the okay. Well, now in this version of the canon, Liu Kang wins, but in this version, Scorpion wins because like you can't really have like a consistent story that you bring yeah. over to another game. Um, but now you kind of can because in their version of the story, Liu Kang would always be the final champion because it's going to make you fight as him, kind of thing. Not that it had anything to do with the movies, but it was just a just a thought. Yeah, well, and it also seems like a great formula for selling toys as well. I don't know what <laughs> that was like for these movies. I mean, they were probably interested in promoting the video games, but I wonder if they were also interested in some of that. I'm thinking about, like... They might have like had that. the G.I. Joe-esque uh, figures at this time. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what was around at this time. Because it was around well, the... Yeah. Work. I was thinking about the, the movie-making logic of, like, Batman and Robin, right? Where they get into, like, eight different vehicles that are used for, like, a second. And you're like, right. that doesn't make sense until you realize, oh, it's so that they could sell, like, Silver Suit Batman and the Bat Hammer, which is the actual name of that weird thing he's driving on the ice in the end of the movie. And it's like, what's a Bat Hammer? I... <laughs> what? <laughs> That's a good point. I didn't even think about that in Batman Returns, how there's a bat boat and there's like a bat. I, I used to think I used to call it the bat train because like it's the Batmobile, but it like shoots off the sides. And so it's like a little skinny little. It's just like the engine and the seat, basically. Um, but yeah, I never thought that you're right. It was just, well, we need new iterations of these things to make new toys. Right. That's, that's funny. Do you think they had Nut Punch Goro? <laughs> 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 oh, fuck my boy. <laughs> Push a little button in the back and his face contorts. <laughs> it was a package character, Jung, judgmental Shang Tsung, who's like, oh my god, I can't believe you're losing. Unbelievable. Finish him. Yeah. Um, what else? Um, are we ready for trivia? I have some, some trivia. Yeah, I'm trying to look at... 
Oh, another thing from the second movie. It reminded me of, I, maybe this is just my pervy self, but in the 90s, Vivid uh, Studios or Vivid Entertainment, the porn studio, had this run of movies that they wanted to become more like Hollywoodized. So they had a, this run of movies like Pirates is the one that I'm thinking of. Um, where they actually had like Hollywood debuts. It was supposedly like big, big budget adult film. They had like um, R-rated versions of them. Uh, and they were trying to like breach the mainstream a little bit more. That's what the second movie reminds me of. Like a, a really high budget porn movie. Because like <laughs> the costuming, the makeup, like <laughs> the acting. It's just that there was no sex. Like, you know, I was like, would you rather like watch a movie with all of that and then sex or all of that and then fighting scenes? Because... You know, I think I have my preference, but uh, all these buff, faggly Scandinavian dudes. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this woman who looks v- overly fakely excited for the entire thing, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, mm, mm-hmm. I'm really into this. Um, also, you know, someone Raiden has that really dumb tattoo, and it's like you know, someone out there has that. Oh yeah, someone, someone who's really someone has that Paul. Tattoo. <laughs> hey, let, me, let hey. us see your shoulder. Hey, you have to defeat me in Mortal Kombat, and then a little shitty CGI dragon would go and crawl out of my skin, and yeah, then you'll know if I have that tattoo. Um, All right, let's get some. Let's else? get some trivia. I, I need to stop talking about these movies. I, you're I you're, just, call, you're I, calling you're calling it quits. Calling yeah, it. <laughs> I could go on for longer about how bad these are, but I can't. I can't do it anymore. Okay, well, this is pulled from IMDb. Ed Boon did the voice of Scorpion. What in the first movie? Oh, yeah. Sure. Well, yeah, because also, because they just cut the sample from the game. Oh, okay. Also, he was credited as co-writer, um, and he and. The other creators, John Tobias and Paul W.S. Anderson, hated the second movie. Like, they just, they did a Q&A 20 years later for the first movie, and people were like, how did you feel about the second movie? And they were, oh, and the actor who played Luke Hang as well. They were all like, nah, it's garbage. Um, I already talked about Bridget Wilson's shoulder. The character of Johnny Cage was based on Jean-Claude Van Damme in the games. Oh, yeah. And they offered him the role, and he said he was interested, but he was filming another great uh, fighting Street game Fighter. movie which we're going to talk about at some point Street Fighter yeah oh. um, you know who was cast as Sonya Blade like, actually cast and went into training and then got injured Cameron Diaz really Whoa! Cameron Diaz was fucking supposed to be Sonya Blade but she sprained her wrist in training for the film so Bridget Wilson who had auditioned several times uh, took the role very happily and excitedly because she wanted the role um, but she wanted the role and there was a delay in filming and then she started filming Billy Madison. And so then the c- schedules conflicted and they cast Cameron Diaz. And so then because of the delay, because she got injured, she was able to finish wrapping uh, Billy Madison. And then uh, and she turned down the second movie because she wanted to be she she filmed a small role in I Know What You Did Last Summer as Sarah, Sarah Michelle Geller character's sister. So. Um, and then KMFDM is on the soundtrack for both mm. of the movies and a music video was shot for the KMFDM c- single Juke Joint Jezebel that featured clips from fight scenes in the movie, but was pulled by MTV due to complaints about its violent content. Can you believe that? MTV is supposed to be like this, like, yeah, young people, rebellious, sex and drugs and like, oh, we can't have some. And they pull it for some, yeah, for some PG 13 fights. 
<laughs> there weren't yeah. even human fights. There were the two CGI dragon monsters going. Yeah. <laughs> That's why people were like, "I don't want to see that." And people were like, "Is because it's too this, violent?" No, like, this I just, just don't want to see that. This just offends my eyes. Yeah. yeah, my eyes started on fire while I was watching your music video. <laughs> um, I only have a few bits because I didn't. A lot, even a lot of the trivia for the second movie was boring. Um, <laughs> which also, by the way, we didn't mention Baraka looked terrible. Ter- awful. Another terrible like CG and stuff like that. But you know who was supposed to play Baraka? Supposedly was offered and turned it down. Sylvester Stallone. Can you imagine? He, and he would have been huge at this point. They were just going to have him yeah. come in as Baraka, and yeah, with that, all the face, with all yeah, like all the prosthetics, and then just have a, like yeah. a quick three minute fight and then die. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I think it would have been a better movie because he would have. He is a. He seems like a very controlling, creative person. So I feel like he would have been like, no, 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 no. You need to rewrite this. Baraka's the star. <laughs> I'm going to be like, no makeup. Like it would have been awesome. Um. It was, uh, according to Watch Mojo, it was their worst movie of the 1990s, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Um, and then the last bit I think Paul will be particularly interested in. This is Ray Park's film debut. So Ray Park is Whoa. Darth Maul, Toad from the X-Men movies. He plays the Headless Horseman Whoa. in Sleepy Hollow. Um, he was Raiden's fight double. It was his first oh. first film. So. Oh, shit. Yeah. Ra- well, Raiden should have looked better. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, if that's the case, man, that yeah. oh, that's so cool though. Yeah, I love I love Ray Park's work. Yeah, yeah, he's he's awesome. But yeah, so how do we? So Ron, you seem more defeated by this than by our Uwe Bowl. Uwe Bowl. These, these were like, like I said, I like during the second one. Like I would say within like 15 minutes, I was already like, I have to just sit, I have to just bear through this now. Like at least the other ones, like I was somewhat entertained here and there, even by just comical. These were just like rough. Like there was like nothing even funny about like some of the bad stuff in this. Um, yeah, I, these, these are bad. I think there is a sense of like earnestness with, with the first movie with in the particular. Fir- Mortal the first Kombat. one, like, it was bad, but it was fine. I at least paid attention through it. I yeah. the second one, I was just waiting for it to end. <laughs> I thought, yeah, I thought the second one was kind of offensively bad. Um, but the first one, like there, it was one of those things where it's like I can see why it became a cult right. classic because, again, I think there's an earnestness in like almost everything, the direction, the fighting. Um, it seems like there was also inexperience in a lot of ways. And so that's probably part of the reason why it ended up so rough. So I do appreciate the first one. I don't think it's terrible. The second one is bad. Like I have trouble other than the fact that they leaned into the silliness and like, they really weren't taking it seriously. I can give them a little bit of credit for that, but like, but I feel like they like in the second one, they leaned into the silliness, but like did it for the wrong reasons. You know what I mean? Like they, they didn't quite get like, they didn't quite get it. They weren't in on the joke. They were just like, oh, people like this. Okay, cool. We'll do it. And not realizing well, that it, like it was because it was bad sort of thing. Right. If It felt like they didn't have an appreciation for the source material, whereas the first movie, I think, kind of did. Where it's like, of course, a fighting game has a really silly premise. You know what I mean? And so it's hard to make a film that's compelling and like narratively interesting as like a normal Hollywood movie would be or might be, you know, to be generous. 
Um, but in the second movie, it felt like they didn't take that. Like they didn't take the game seriously. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're just dumb games. Like yeah. who the fuck cares? Like just throw as many nods out to the games as we can, and you know the fans will eat it up. But Paul, what were your overall thoughts of these, yeah, these movies? I think the first one, like I don't think either of them are great. Um, I th- I think the music throughout, um, as we discussed, is worth it. Jacqueline didn't watch the movies, just occasionally danced to some of the the songs, and yeah, I think that's the maybe the the best way to experience it. But um, <laughs> yeah, like she was just over in her chair playing Stardew, occasionally going like, yeah, like just parting it up. So like that. That I enjoyed. Yeah, I think the first one, it's like, it's goony, but I kind of enjoyed its goonishness. Like, mm-hmm. like Goro, like, looks weird as fuck, but also, like, I kind of like that they built a gigantic animatronic Goro. And, like, like there yeah. are things like that that were fun. Um, the second movie is horrible. <laughs> like, really horrible. And I could i i was able to laugh at it like i think i just had a like a good time watching it i mean some of it is so like again like the 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 late 90s cgi is is so terrible and i think that the fact that they leaned into that so much like call it i don't know hubris or whatever but like i think made a lot of that second one like completely unwatchable at certain points but yeah yeah i'm 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 more or less in full agreement with you too but i i had fun i, I thought it was i like, would have probably enjoyed watch. the second one a little more if i was watching it with other people like and just like mm. ripping on it the entire time uh we yeah. mentioned that before like maybe next like street fighter or something like that like doing a watch along um, we probably won't be able to record, but maybe even if we're in just like a Discord or something and yeah. watching together, because yeah, I think it would have been been really fun. But no, I had a great time. Like, we're spoiler alert: when we get to Street Fighter, my feelings are the same. I love the Street Fighter movie. Street F- it is a fucking terrible but movie, Street, but it's funny. But I it's, love it's, it. It's yeah, a, it's a fun ride, at least. And, right. and Raul Julia is legitimately amazing as M. Bison. Yeah. Like, I think he's so awesome in that part. <laughs> yeah. I just saw a really funny quote from that today. I don't remember if it's on TikTok or Twitter. I think it was TikTok. Um, but I, I can't get it. I, I'll, I'll save it for when we talk about that movie. But he has a really great quote that he delivers with, like, just such a straight face and it's so dumb but i i love yeah i love that movie i like bad video game movies yeah i hope hope listeners do too so we will be talking about more in the future we were going through a list beforehand we're going to do street fighter we're going to do dead or alive we're going to do silent hill probably maybe we'll do that for halloween silent hill one and two um but yeah so look forward to more of these if you have any thoughts about the mortal Kombat movies if you watched watched along please feel free to email them to us at prettypixelspodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on social media and send us dumb clips or recommendations for movies. I'm on Twitter at Losperman. Ron is on Twitter at not big bad or big bad Ron. And then on Instagram is not big bad Ron and handsome boy Frank for his kitties. And then Paul would like to give us a, or is a special word from our sponsor. Yes, um, if your mother has recently been reincarnated and you somehow need to forge a happy relationship with her to save the world, um, all you need to do is pick up a copy of Thronebreaker and get it for her. You'll play it together and the realms will never merge and all um, all life on earth will no doubt be saved so pick up Thronebreaker and then email um us uh about it and we would be happy to get your thoughts and dedicate a full episode to it it'd be great
Yeah, and you can use all these quotes that you've been doing when you play your mom. You can be like, time to test your might. <laughs> and she's Finishing. like, I must I must kill you. And you're like, no, but you haven't even finished the first uh, area yet. Come on, mom. Yeah, and she sits down and she's like, reptile. And you're like, what? Where, where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> and with that, thank you so much for listening. And we will talk to you next week. Bye. Flawless victory. <laughs>